company we gonna set this one up for Karen y'all ready put your hands together come on ah. speak about your words power of life and death is in your words your words create your reality come on y'all tell the story your challenge under your feet those same words have power. Those same words. To be right and Go on. God gave you dominion. Yes, you can. God gave you power.
Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning and welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, I'm not sure where you are right now. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, or somewhere working out, I just want to make sure that you're starting your day out the right way. You know, with the right information, right conversation, right education, right entertainment, right people, right laughter, right all that good, right stuff. Yeah, I know. I believe. I believe that when you start your day off with with God, with a little, with a little Jesus, when you start your day off the right way, guess what? It has the potential to go the right way. Doesn't mean you won't have no hiccups, no frustration, no ups and downs, because you're definitely gonna have those. That's part of life. However, I just believe by faith that when you allow God to step in, He's able to navigate that thing into the direction that He needed to go for His will. So I'm just gonna go ahead and you know continue to push on God. Listen, I'm gonna get y'all. I'm gonna let y'all know this morning. I ain't feeling it. I ain't feeling it. I'm going to be honest, y'all know, my 8 o'clock hour, I know I'm going to try to, you know, talk to y'all, get myself together and all the other stuff. But to be honest this morning, I ain't feeling it. I ain't feeling it. Why? Because it's hard. I ain't going to lie. I'm a, I'm a young millennial, and it's hard ministering to, to other Christians and believers. Because I don't know, I got that anointed to draw people in and save people. But it's hard trying to, you know, minister to other Christians, especially when, you know, they kind of older than you. They know more than you and all this other stuff. And granted, you know, I'm just a little old boy from Alabama. Then I know I got an assignment on my life. But, you know, sometimes it can be a little frustrating. Sometimes it can be a little discouraging. But guess what? I will not stop. I'm going to continue to show up every day. I'm going to continue to do everything that God's called me to do in this, on this app, in this world, in my house, and in my life. I'm going to continue to give God praise. Man, I had an encounter yesterday that kind of shook me. It just kind of... Because I just, I just be trying to figure out what is going on with some of these Christians. What is going on with some of these older folks that be looking like, come, I just be wondering what's going on. Like in the middle, there's such a big gap and divide. And I'm like, God, what is going on? What is going on? How are we going to continue to pull a generation out of tarot cards and horoscopes and all this other stuff if these foolish leaders don't get it together? But Lord, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone because like I said, I went feeling it today and I'm still not feeling it. And I'm trying not to preach it this morning because I got an amazing group of people and preachers who gonna automatically do it. Like who gonna automatically do it? And one thing that's interesting is prophet pre prophets premeditate things, or at least I do. Everything that I do is somewhat premeditated. So it's not by accident or coincidence that I scheduled the room for this title today and then had to run into that incident. Like it's just it just was not by accident or coincidence. It was like, I believe it was the will of God. Because, you know what I'm saying? In order for you to have a true testimony and a message behind something, you got to be able to experience it sometimes. And that's just me. So, hey, let me go ahead and open the room with prayer, though. Because y'all know I do not like starting this show without prayer. I don't. I don't like starting this show without prayer. So, I definitely believe in opening this room, opening this show with a, with a little prayer from God. So, let's go ahead and kick into that. We're going to cut to another song break, and then we're coming right, right back. <sighs> let's go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, God, thanking you for everything. God, we just thank you for this minute, this day, this second, this hour, this week, God, this season, this century, this month. God, we thank you for this time, God. We thank you for this room, this space, this grace. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing, even now within the corridors of our mind and our heart. God, we just thank you. 
Father, before we even posture our mouth to ask you for anything, God, we want to posture our heart to thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, all that you're about to do. And God, just because of who you are, because it is because of who you are that you're able to do what you do. So God, we thank you just for being mighty, for being righteous, for being holy, for being forgiving, God, for being merciful, God. We just thank you, God, because without you, we are nothing. Without you, we are nothing. God, I thank you that each and every morning you allow me to wake up with fresh breath. God, we thank you that you allowed us to wake up with the activity of our limbs, with a roof over our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back. God, we thank you that in the midst of the storm, you still allowed us to breathe. God, we thank you that in the midst of trials, God, you still allowed us to press through. God, we thank you on today just because even though yesterday was tough, even though yesterday was dark, God, we thank you that joy came in the morning. God, we thank you for you being God all by yourself on today. And Father, we step into a moment of repentance and repent right now for everything that we may have done willingly and unwillingly, God, knowingly and unknowingly. God, whether we have sinned to you or to somebody connected to you and your people, God, we ask that you'll forgive us right now in the name of Jesus, God. We ask that you'll create in us a clean heart, renewing us the right spirit, oh God. Cause us, oh God, to be forgiving. Cause us to be loving, oh God. Cause us, oh God, to edify your people in a manner in a manner that does not cause to walk away from you. Father, cause us, oh God, to draw people to Christ like never before, God. Cause us, oh God, to defend the faith like never before. Contend for the faith like never before. In the name of Jesus. And God, even as we pray, we believe that we have received these because you said in your word that pray and believe that you have received it and it shall be so. So God, we believe that we have received everything that we're asking for in Jesus' name because it is in your will that we pray and we thank you for it. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, I was finna like have my moment. I was finna have my moment. Yeah, I know I told you there's a different type of prayer that I like to do when I'm corporately. Whoa. But I was finna go ahead and tap in because I woke up a little late. Well, I didn't wake up late today. But y'all know, normally I try to get up at 6 o'clock so I can have my hour of prayer time, have my hour to, you know, walk around my house, gather my notes, get myself together. Well, this morning, I woke up at 6, but I laid there in the bed. Glory. I woke up at 6, and I just laid there in the bed because I just did not, like I told you, I ain't feel it. Yeah, I ain't feel it. I just didn't feel it. So I just laid there in the bed. I literally just laid there. But God was able to, you know, minister to me a little bit, get me up out the bed, get me the, you know, the, um, the, the, the spirit, <laughs> the spirit to actually, you know, go and do the show this morning and all this other stuff. So I'm just grateful to be here. I'm just grateful to be alive and be able to show up in this space again. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cut to a song and then I'm going coming back with the scripture of the day. Yeah, I know I try to get as much song in and much of me in as possible. Um, before all these great phenomenal preachers come in, because once they start coming in, this conversation will go, you know, everywhere. So I'm going to go ahead and play another song, and then I'm coming right, right back. Is that all right? Hey, Miss Lashina, I see you in there. What's up, Brother Jacob? I see you down there. Hey, Ty, I see you. Hey, hey, um, who's that, Shamita? Hey, Miss Shamita, listen, y'all know I got to go ahead and play my song before everybody get in this room, because I ain't going to have no music after that. So go ahead. PTR pull to refresh you, yeah, or on the stage. Be sure to ping some people in the room, share the room with some people, and then we're coming right, right back. All right. If it's gonna play, young people. 
righty, all righty, all right. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, I'm not sure where you are right now. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, or maybe you called off work today and you just at home chilling in the bed. I still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way. That means with the right information, right conversation, right people, right laughter, right attitude, all that good, right stuff to make sure that you have a good prosperous, peaceful, and productive day. Not saying you ain't going to have no ups and downs, because I definitely do. But listen, when you start your day off with God, Lord have mercy, when you start your day off with God, and you have the ability to put God in, you know, most of your day, some of your day, the beginning of your day, then guess what? I just believe by faith that God will step in your day, navigate it the right way, and keep you keep your head on track and all the other good stuff. You know how much stuff that I have to deal with sometimes? But guess what? Because I start my day off every morning with God, I just believe that he continues to cover me. I don't do everything right. I don't dot every I, cross every T, all the good stuff that people say. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I'm a, a man. Yeah, man, I'm a mess. But guess what? When you start your day off with a little God, with a little God, guess what? He's able to step in and just navigate it the way he needs to because he know the will for your life. You know what I'm saying? Like he know the will for your life. Not you. Sometimes we get confused and we get blindsided. But God knows what he wants for you and for your life. So you just got to be willing to, you know, put him in part of your day. Let him download the agenda of heaven for your life, the will of God for your life. So you'll understand what he has in store for you because everybody can't go where you're going. Amen? Amen. All right. So let me go ahead and read the scripture of the day. Y'all know I can't start this off without giving y'all a scripture for today to make sure that y'all have something to meditate on, focus on all the other stuff. So I'm going to give you the scripture of the day, and then we're going to cut to another song right before Google go off and tell us it's 8.30. All right? All right, cool. So the scripture of the day comes from, and this is a, oh, this is an interesting scripture because Ms. Lashina, you know, I told you I be leading some young folks and, and whatnot, and I told you I be having an issue with some of these old folks, too. I be having an issue with some of them. Yeah, stu- I'm talking about stubborn, 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 like just stubborn. And I'm trying to figure out, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how do we get this message across to certain people, especially my millennials and stuff like that, who believes more so in, you know, certain things than wanting to believe in the power of God, wanting to believe that Jesus got up with our power and all the other stuff. So we're going to talk about it later on in the show because, yeah, I, I believe in, let me let me be honest, and I'm going to go on record saying this, I believe in horoscopes and stuff, but I also believe in listening to the voice of God. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. I do. I do. But I'm a, but I believe listening to the voice of God more. But we're going to talk about it because these people be getting mad at young folks because y'all done told them all this stuff. And how y'all expect them to believe in that when y'all been, never mind, I'm going to get to it in a second because, you know, this act of shoe size, not your age, comes both sides. Like, sometimes you be acting too, your, your shoe ain't that big. Come on now. You ain't, you ain't feeling them big of shoes. Come on now. But then also, you know, your shoe ain't still that small, so come on now up a little bit. Your feet ain't that little. Come on, we're going to have a Cinderella effect today. But I'm going to go ahead and have uh, read the scripture. I was going to say have Pastor Charles pray. <laughs> they ain't even in the room yet. But I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. Then we're going to cut to a song real quick. And then we're going to come back with our check-in because Google finna go off in like two minutes. So let me go ahead and get this. First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians chapter number 15. And I'm going to read, start at the 20th verse. It says, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruit of all who has fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes through a man. For in Adam all died. So in Christ, all will be made alive. Hear that last part again. For in Adam all died. 
so through so in Christ all will be made alive. Listen, that's first Corinthians chapter 15, starting at the 20th verse, and I just read to the 22nd. Um, listen, that is a powerful scripture because y'all know one thing that we taught was, and Pastor Jacob, I'm gonna need to pull on you this morning too. I wanna wait till everybody get in the room before I start having this conversation, but I'm gonna definitely put on you, pull on you a little bit. But y'all know we pushed the narrative that Jesus walked the earth with all power. Well, if Jesus walked the earth with all power, why he died and got up? And then we say, oh, he got up with all power. So what power didn't he, didn't he have when he died? That's what I want to know. That like we're gonna we're gonna but we're gonna talk about that later on. Don't 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 say nothing yet, Miss Machine. Don't say nothing yet. Just don't say nothing yet, yeah. Because y'all the only one know that question that I'm gonna ask. But I'm gonna ask it later on because I really want to know like what power did he get up with? Come on now, we're gonna preach to somebody. But look, I'm gonna go ahead and cut to a little Mary Mary song. And speaking of Mary Mary, did y'all see that verse this yesterday? I mean Sunday, man, that was real dope. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna cap. That was real dope. But I think it's something off with BB Spirit. Like, I, or maybe he just a man and he would thought he was having a singing competition with other men or something. I don't know what it was, but BB should have, he, sit, sit down, BB. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. He like me. He like the little brother. Just, just sit down. Just sit down sometime. You know what I'm saying? But I understand. I understand. But it was amazing. I definitely want y'all to catch up with it. But no, let me go ahead and cut to my song because Google just went up. Let me know. It's 830. I mean, it's time to stand up, stretch, and check in. I'm going to go get my tea from downstairs. And then we're coming back to start our check-in. Are y'all ready for that? All right, let's go. There's a miracle in this room with my name on it. There's a healing in this room, and it's here for me. Oh, there's a breakthrough in this room. It's got my name on it. Don't do it. So I'm gonna put a 
Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. 
I'm not sure where you are right now. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, and maybe you called off work today and you just at home chilling, vibing out and whatnot, I pray that you're still starting your day off the right way. You know what that means. With a little bit of God, a little bit of Jesus, a little bit of gospel music, with the right people, right entertainment, right conversation, right laughter, all that other good right stuff to make your day go the right way. Not saying you ain't going to have no hiccups in your day. Not saying that you won't have some ups and downs and some frustrations and all that other stuff. But when you keep God in the center of your day, the beginning of your day and all that other good stuff, guess what? He has the ability to navigate your heart and spirit the right way. You know what I'm saying? All right. So with that being said, y'all know what time it is. The time now is 8.37, 37, 6.37, whatever. Uh, I think money is or whatever. So let's go ahead and start with checking in. And y'all know I'm trying to actually restructure this because I be getting a lot of feedback. Y'all people don't be realizing, like, I don't know why, but, well, I don't realize sometimes, I guess. But my voice is kind of major, and I be getting some feedback. And a lot of times I don't really address it. A lot of times I don't say nothing. Even when things be going on in the show, I don't be saying nothing to be paying attention. But I got a lot of feedback, and I like the feedback that I get so, that I'm getting. So I'm gonna start trying to restructure things a little bit, especially with me trying to have this new babysitting job and stuff like that. And I think she's start gonna start coming up here every day at like 10, 45, 11. I gotta make sure that we're having productive conversation and have it in a way that we can always get out of here on time too. So I'm gonna start um, like limiting y'all to like three minutes or five minutes. You know, I'm gonna change up a little rule sometime or the program and sometime because I'm also reaching out to actual radio stations so they can pick us up. Because truth is, when I get picked up, guess what? I can't take everybody with me. I'm going to be honest. I can't take the whole room of people with me. I'm going to take certain few. And I thank God because I heard a word yesterday in the room that was interesting. It was real interesting. <laughs> it was real interesting. Because I know we're going through this. Uh, we just came through Holy Week and resurrection stuff and all the other stuff. And we talked about how Jesus was portrayed and going to his next level. And, you know, we, 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 we preach it at the cross. You know, he went to the cross and then he got up. But then we never talk about what he got up with. We never talk about the purpose of him getting up and coming back and teaching the disciples. We always talk about, oh, he went down, Jesus went on the cross and he went down and he got the keys to hell and locked Satan and locked the door and came back and descended and he got up and out of the, like we do all of that. But then we'll never tell people like what he got, he got up with the power, like what, what, what power did he get up with? You know what I'm saying? We didn't tell them that, that he got, like we just didn't, I don't, I, and, oh Lord, I'm gonna slow down. But we just be missing it. And this morning, I think, I don't know, right now, I'm in a mixed emotion state because I'm trying to figure out, God, how can I not miss it? How can I not miss it? I don't know about y'all, but I'm in the season where I don't wanna miss nothing from God. I really don't, I wanna miss anything. I wanna hit everything from God. So I'm trying to understand how to still come over how to still come out and come over. Because there's a season where you're gonna go through. But the thing that the resurrection is supposed to teach you is that guess what? You're gonna come out on top. You're gonna come out on top. And when you come out, you're gonna have all power. You're gonna have those powers. You're gonna have whatever Jesus had. But the problem is we gotta be willing to go through. We do, and it's tough. Because when, you st when you're going through, you immediately wanna retreat. I don't wanna go through this. But in order to get to the other side, you have to go through. Man, man, and I'm talking to myself today, but guess what? I want to encourage somebody else in this room that guess what? You're coming through. 
Not you're going through, but you're coming through. Meaning I'm pulling you forward. I'm pulling you out of it. I'm not pulling you backwards out of a storm that I know sometimes you got to go through. Why? Because I know on the other side, you going to get up with power. Sometimes we go through things with people and understand. And, and I heard this yesterday, and it was so powerful. I'm going to let it go after this so I can start my check-in. But I heard it yesterday in the room, and it was something on the lines of, oftentimes, the people that's causing hell in your life right now is only meant for the now. They're not meant for your next. Oh, God, Miss Lashina. Oh, God. Julie, the people in your life right now who's causing hell in your life right now sometimes, and even some of the ones that may be blessing you right now, it's meant for the now. Some of them aren't meant for your next. And oftentimes, we keep want to avoid, you know what I'm saying, the next because we want to hold on to the people. We want to hold on to, to what's connecting us, not understanding that there's somebody pulling you through while somebody is pulling you back. I'm telling you, man. Man, all right, I'm going to go and check in. But like I told you, I, did, I woke up with a spirit that told me, I don't want to do this. I just didn't. You know what I'm saying? I, I know, pastors, y'all, do y'all ever get to a point where you just say, I don't want to go preach today. I don't feel like encouraging nobody today. I don't feel, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want, like, y'all, y'all, for everybody who, go, who got a real job, y'all ever just woke up and just be like, I don't feel like going to work today. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go talk to them people. And all this other, see, and those are moments that I get. But then when you start your day off with a look God, I'm telling you, he's able to download into you everything that you need so you can come through. And I literally just want to encourage you on today to just come through, y'all. Just come through. Listen, my morning is starting off a little, like I said, a little frustrated, a little irritated. But guess what? I'm coming through. I'm coming through. In addition to that, I'm drinking my ginger tea. I ain't going to have no breakfast this morning. I might go in there and make me a turkey sausage. I feel like turkey, turkey, turn it off. turkey sausage and bacon would be real. Well, not bacon. Turkey, turkey sausage and egg would be real good. Or something this morning. I don't know. I need some type of breakfast on my stomach. Right, so I might go in there and make something. But for right now, it's this ginger tea. Um, as far as the weather, man, it's like 40-some degrees out there. It's like 44. Like, spring has, like, retreated. I don't know. He need to come on through. Spring, come on through. Because you can't make it hot a couple days and then, you know, retreat. That ain't what God called you to do. You got to make it through to the next season. I'm ready to see summer. Amen? Come on now. I'm ready to see summer. <laughs> come on through, spring. Come on through. <laughs> Yes, but it's 44 degrees right now. They say it's supposed to be a high of like 65, 66 today. So, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that because it was like that yesterday when you walked outside. It was it was real pretty out, real nice out, but it was somewhat cold. Like, why? I don't know. It was real weird. It was real sunny, real pretty, but it was almost cold again. Like it was fall. Oh, it was weird. It was real weird. But, yeah, that's how my day went. Listen, I got back in the routine of going to sleep early so I can wake up early on time. Y'all know I'm trying to get back into the habit of waking up at 6 a.m. Pastor Charles, even though I woke up at 6 a.m., I stayed in the bed and fell back to sleep a little bit. So, yeah, I got up on time, though, at 745 so I can start the show on time. But, you know, that 6 a.m. thing, man, y'all be praying for me because the secret in waking up on time is going to sleep on time. And oftentimes... I'm going to sleep on time because I'll be staying up watching TV on the phone. You know what I'm saying? I'll be, you know, just doing stuff. It can be slight. I'll be taking naps in the daytime. So sometimes when you when you take that nap in the daytime and it be late in the evening, it'd be hard for you to go back to sleep at nighttime. Cause I'd be taking naps around about four and five o'clock. And then it'd be hard for me to go back to sleep. Because when I take a nap, oh I nap. 
oh, when I take it, that's like when I eat. Like when I nap, I nap like I'm out. So yeah, it just it'd be hard for me to, you know, go to sleep sometime at the nighttime. So, you know, I had got a little better last night, went to sleep a little earlier so I could wake up on time. So yeah, that's how my morning is starting. That's how my day's going so far. That's my breakfast. That's my weather. Um, yeah, that's it. So do me a favor, everybody. PTR, pull to refresh. See where you guys are on the stage. See where you guys are on the stage. Shout out to my girl Yasmin down there. Shout out to Lena down there. Shout out to everybody coming in the room. Hey, y'all, do me a favor. Make sure y'all pinging people, sharing the room, because there are a lot of people that love hearing you guys. You guys are an amazing group of people. And I just can't wait to continue to expose you guys and share you guys to the world. Because guess what? They need to see you guys. So PTR, pull to refresh. See where you guys are on the stage. And we're going to go in backwards order. Well, no. We're going to go in regular order. We're going to go in regular order. So I'm going to start with uh, Julie. Keith, Pastor Charles, then I'm going to go down there to our brother Jacob. Jacob, normally you have a mod badge, but you know, I'm trying to do something with a trial period because there was that, a time back in the day where I used to just mod everybody, but then they would come on the flat. You know, it was, it was just a lot of spooky. So you part of the crew now, but I'm going to have to, you know, add you to the mod squad in like a couple weeks. You just got to be consistent. You know, we're we going to do you like a real job appeal. <laughs> I'm joking, man. I'm joking. Just teasing you. But no, let's go ahead and PTR. And I'm going to start with Julie Keith, Pastor Charles. Then I'm going to go down there to our guest, our, our guest preacher for the day. <laughs> Julie, it's on you. Do -do 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 -do. Good morning. How's breakfast? What's the coffee for the day? Oh, good morning, everybody. How you guys doing? Blessing to the room, blessing to the room. For this morning so far, I had a blueberry bagel and lemon tea. That's what I had this morning. No coffee, no nothing. Just tea. Uh, let me see what the weather is in Orlando, because I guess Orlando is probably bipolar. One day it rain, one day it hot, one day it's cold. It's um 60 degrees. High 77 and low 60. And um, that's about it. And also, Prophet, I witnessed you singing last night. <laughs> you, you, if you take your time to make your runs, you actually sound good. You sound good. Just take your time. Your friends are pushing you. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I told you, I be playing around a lot. So sometimes don't, people don't know the difference. But yeah, yeah, but if you take I'm gonna work on it. And you get a if you want to get a coach and you take your time, man, you will sound mighty good. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm definitely gonna try. Like, I want to sing and make an album one day, or you know, do something like that. But I have to get around those people who are vocally talented, Pastor Charles and Keith. Mm -hmm. Fine. Are you here, Pastor Charles? Yeah, Pastor Charles gonna have to give me some vocal lessons, and Keith gonna have to teach me how to smooth in my little runs and stuff out. Yeah, yeah, I see you was running too much, but <laughs> and you know that's what them church people be doing. So I had to, I tried to be like the church people. No, but you have to try to be you. Facts, facts, facts. And otherwise, I'm just getting ready, you know, trying to handle everything. Get my, I have to go get a COVID test soon because you know I'm getting ready to go to the Bahamas and enjoy the sunshine and sea this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. I definitely right understand. So, other than that, I will have a good weekend, and I'm just waiting on the word. Oh, Pastor Jacob is in here, so you know we have a mighty word of God when he comes inside here. Yeah. Right, he's gonna, he gonna drop some um, some gems. I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> you know, Julie. I'm always listening. 
Julie. So you know we keep you know we keep a Bible in one hand and a, and a, a newspaper with Instagram or or Facebook in the other hand, right? You mm-hmm. seen you you seen what's splashing online, right? Which one? There's so much things I see. Uh, you mean with the, the with the weighty? Yeah, with the weights. Man, listen, but I am so confused though. But the person who he's kissing is a girl. Right. It's right. a girl, so I right. figure if he's gay or not. <laughs> but um, anyway, well, on another topic. <laughs> I was going to say, no, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit later on. Let me let everybody check in, but we coming back to that because that kind of stems from this whole conversation that we're probably going to have today about acting your age and not your shoe size because, you know, there's so many um, uh, variables and elements to this because, honestly, you know, girl, it's confusing. People don't be having a problem with that you kissing at fourteen and fifteen. I mean, we, the internet then broke some pictures of some three year olds kissing before. You know what I'm saying? And then I even heard the narrative that you know, back in my day, and not mine's, but you know, back in Pastor Charles' them day. You know what I'm saying? No offense, Pastor Charles, but yeah, back in Pastor Charles' them day, the issue of the photo wouldn't have been that there was just young black, I mean, young people kissing or their sexuality, but it would have been about their race. You know what I'm saying? This a black, you know what I'm saying, and a white guy, like that would have been something. But this now, man. Listen, Prophet, back in Pastor Charles' them days, um, um, Grammy didn't get married at the age of 14. Grammy didn't get married at the age of 13. Well, someone was. I'm telling you. That's crazy, though. And by time, hold on, by time they're 60 and they had a full-fledged family. Right. That's fact. That's fact. So, so, I mean, but that's why I'm like, so what, what's going on? Like, why is it an issue with so many people there? But I honestly, is I honestly, I'm even getting to that point where I just think people just want something to say about any and everything. Like, people will find, especially when you're in that public light, people just have a reason to talk about you. So, you know what I'm saying? That's going to happen. Yeah, I, mean, I saw the bashing. I saw the bashing. Um, how they bashing. Actually, you know, they're not blaming um, the husband. They're actually blaming the wife. They say that's another Jada. Oh, uh, well, yeah. They do. I heard that narrative, too. Mm-hmm. They say she's the man. She put the pants. Yeah, that, I've heard that narrative too because a lot of people think that Dwayne Wade as a black father should, you know, be more, I guess, um, forcing, more enforcing on his son. But honestly, I mean, he's doing what I think a lot of black fathers were supposed to do and just stand behind. Oh, your well, um, what is the name of the basketball player name? Um, Magic Johnson's son, Magic. I hope I'm saying it properly. Um, he embraces some um sexuality. Right, yeah, magic has. He definitely has. And a lot of, and I've even heard a lot of people don't like that magic uh supports his son like the way he does. But I mean no, what do you expect? Is this is your child. Do, no, but they don't do as much as the way. They are more private. Facts. Okay, you're right. They are private. Yeah, yeah. they're more private. Yeah, son. Yeah. Well, and another topic, I'll wait till the 
<laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm gonna let Keith and Pastor Charles chime in and take him because I know he's gonna eat this up. And then it's gonna it's gonna go to a whole nother level. Wait till him I start coming in. Cause I definitely want to see what Pastor Lewis gonna think, especially exactly. as him being a right, him he's a what a family counselor and whatnot. So I wonder what he would think looking at the whole dynamic of his family and whatnot. And you know, <laughs> Dr. Pardon don't sugarcoat. Right. <laughs> let me ping them in here. <laughs> Keith, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Good morning, sir. How you doing this morning? What's the what's the what's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you start your morning? Uh, good morning, everybody. So the weather is clear. It's about fifty four degrees. I don't know why it's cold, but um, I it's cold um to me at this time of year. But um, for breakfast, I'm trying to be conscious. What I ate because I messed up so bad for Easter. Well, I didn't mess up too bad, but I messed up bad enough. And then there was this spirit of DoorDash that was on me yesterday. So I had like a fried chicken. I thought I was going to eat like one. I ate two, but that was it. And then I felt so bad about it. So I'm convicted today. So maybe cashews and water is what I'll have for breakfast. Um, As far as today, I'm trying to get through this work day. I've just started my new job and whatnot, and this MacBook has been fighting me because it's just, I don't know if it's because of it's re because I work remote and they can monitor it. It's just, I don't know. It just keeps locking me out. But nevertheless, we're just going to run on and see what the end going to be at this point. Um, But yeah, that, that's about it for me. Um, In regards to the subject, um. Uh, I'll wait and see what the men of God have to say. <laughs> Keep you as a man of God, too. Yeah, but I'm lower level. <laughs> That's how I feel. I be like that. I be trying. I be like, oh, I'm lower level. <laughs> Keep, I can't stand you, bro. <laughs> Keep, you high, you, you're not high enough in the ranks for you to speak no, on that. No, <laughs> because you know what I might think is probably not the way man of God's not really supposed to think. Um, there might be some deeper meaning to it. So I'll just I'll Man, no, go ahead and express yourself. We honest. Come on, be honest. No, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh my god. I'm like, I have a I have a hard enough time with my daughter be telling me stuff that they be saying at school and some of some of these stuff these children be saying. I'm trying to figure out where these teachers be when these kids be having these conversations because some of this stuff they ain't supposed to know at ten. But anyway. Um, I really think that's where it's starting. I don't know where some of these kids, you would be surprised at some of the stuff these children are saying. And then I'm the type of person, it's like kids just come and y'all just start telling me everything about what's going on with them and phrases. I had a, a seven-year-old tell me yesterday, I, 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 since this is a national syndicated show, I can't say what she said, but, um, she said something that almost made, I forgot my car was in part. I was like, there's no way y'all having these conversations. Like, where y'all parents at? Wow. But nevertheless, I wait. I'm weak. <laughs> I'm weak. Right. I mean, but that's crazy because this generation is, oh, man, that's why I need Miss Jenny back on here. Because she heard it. I think Jacob heard it. But I tell you, we live in such a old generation that is so stubborn when these young kids are progressing so fast i'm talking about moving fast and i think if we don't learn how to break the the the, the yoke of stubbornness on some of us as leaders then oh i don't know how we gonna help navigate them or steer them into a positive future because yeah these i'm talking about these little kids know everything 
I'm talking about what? <laughs> Pastor Charles. So we were just talking about um briefly, and you can um touch on it in your um check-in. But y'all know we love doing our news and hot topics. Y'all know uh when we first started at nine o'clock, we were shifting to that news and hot topics area. Well, you know, I'm working around my program anyway. And since we only have, you know, limited people, I'm trying to rework how we get into the, you know, news and hot topics. Well, excuse me, y'all. Oh, real recently we had some news to break whatever well, it wasn't news but it turned into to some news gabrielle union um and Dwayne wade or gabrielle wade union wade whatever um <laughs> their family took a easter picture right and and the easter picture you know it was just like every other family's easter picture i guess you know they have the children the mom and daddy and you know sometimes the children will bring over their significant others or the people that they're dating well you know one of their children identifies as well yeah one of the children identifies as a boy uh no identifies as a girl one of the one of her, yeah her son who's a boy identifies as a girl his name is zion zion um brought over her significant other which was a white american female who identifies as a male and they took a family portrait or took a family picture on Easter. It was online, got released. Everyone seen the picture and immediately freaked out and got upset because not only has, you know, they've supported this transition and identity thing for their daughter and whatnot, but then it goes so far to allow him, her, allow her to date and Take a picture kissing your significant other and posting it online at the age of 14. Big pill to swallow. Pastor Charles, it's on you. Do 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 do. First of all, good morning to everyone. Thank the Lord for his goodness and for his loving kindness to us. I am awake. I am here. I know my name. I know your name. Thank the Lord. Everything is good, you know, within reason as being on this earth. I know I'm breathing, I'm here, and I'm I'm alive. So that means there's more for me to do, more for you to do as well. Um, today's weather in Central Texas is at the moment a balmy, really hard, oh, it's a harsh 55 degrees. Oh, my Lord, with the high of 77. So, you know, we are really suffering today. Oh, my Lord, help us, Jesus, that... Whew. Oh my. So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be one of those days. So I gotta figure out what in the world it is that I need to wear. Isn't that, isn't that amazing though? Isn't it a blessing to be able to say I can choose my testimony today? I can choose my testimony of how I want to look today. That's a blessing. Anyway, it's a good day. Um as for um the uh picture, I guess, of of, of this was you were talking about. I got a little glance of it while you were talking just to kind of make sure I had some kind of base uh, to work with. Um, to be honest, I don't really have a major thought about it other than um, the world does what the world does. Um, you know, and um, if they were in my purview, I would love the, uh, the Hades out of them. Let me just say that. Um, hopefully, um, 
I, I think one of the things that sometimes we may do is we, especially scripture season says that children or our, the generations become weaker and wiser in terms of the, I mean, just from straight up, just thinking about it as, you know, without going to whole, into a whole lot of theological, whatever, but weaker in, in, in conscience and weaker in, um, in the way that, uh, in the way that we have morally, um, and wiser, um, in terms of smarts and thinking that we're so much more intelligent and, and that's what's happening is that what we're seeing is we're seeing the Bible being fulfilled. I think, um, that's just me. Um, and I think one of the things that sometimes as maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm a little bit to whatever this is, I don't know what this is, what it's called, but there's certain things that really don't surprise me anymore, especially when it comes to things that are coming to fruition in the scriptures and stuff. People are doing stuff that they gonna do. They are, the sinners do what sinners do. And I don't think that we need to, you know, we need to get up in arms, but we do need to make sure that we are teaching, we are training, we are um, lifting up um, the, lifting up the Lord the best way we know how to and let's do it his way. You know, um another thing is some people's way of doing of dealing with that um are, are different. Um I think some you know I was thinking about how sometimes um there are some that's like, you know, you just, just tell them that they're going to hell. You just this if you keep on going this way, you're going to hell. Well, yes, that is that is a thing. That is something that needs to be said and it needs to be said, but I'm just wondering um, how would I approach it? I guess I would definitely lean on the power of the Holy Spirit to make sure that whatever I said to them, if I was to have that close up thing, that I would I would leave such an impression that it would be loving but also powerful. Um, so anyway, um, but yeah, I this this stuff like this don't surprise me. It's not at all, and especially the other pieces that is Hollywood. I mean, some of these folks are just looking to you know, looking to get some kind of play, you know, and right now we're in, in this is this, this is this time and season that we're in. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Back in my day, <laughs> folks kept this stuff in the closet. We did not see it. It was not something that was readily seen, but now you're seeing it. I had a friend of mine that got on yesterday and said, it'd be nice if men would dress like men. And um, him making that statement all of a sudden brought up people, got people in up in arms because they thought he had some kind of subliminal message about um, some kind of choir thing that was that happened recently, and and how the, that you know they're, they're dressing, and some people you know don't like didn't like the statement, so they questioned him, and so he gets and goes on live and just kind of talks about. It. He says, "Listen, I just want men to men to dress like they're supposed to dress. Stop dressing." Like your pants got pulled on, you know, and you know, don't nobody want to see your see your see your uh, your uh, private parts. They don't want people. He says that's not that's not normal. That is not something that we need to make norm. Uh, we need to be able to dress like men. We need to do what we need to do. And he would start going down the list about how what how, how to wash. I mean, you know, how to make sure that things are where they need to be. And and there are those bold times and those bold moments. 
And when you're anointed to do it, I say go for it. I think somebody but, like Pastor Jacob is like that. So y'all pray for me. I'm I'm, I'm learning uh, how to be more bold. Hallelujah. Anyway, but Pastor yes, Jones, I'm I feel like I'm the same way too. I'm learning that same thing. But isn't there a certain way that we should be able to tell that these stuff? Because you see me, I try to provoke these type of conversations all the time and try to make people because you, I've realized that you can always just tell people some of this stuff. You have to make them come to their own senses concerning that. You know what I'm saying? But how do you even with you know with that boldness isn't there a certain way that we should say certain things to people of of course i mean i think you know some people say it's, you, it's strict yeah some people say, say like Dean once said you can tell somebody uh to go to hell in such a way that they look forward to going it see that and that's my point i mean you know are we teaching that are we teaching that hell is not a good place is it, hell is not a party city. It's not, you know, it's not a party. It's not that kind of thing, you know. And I, and of course, we have to be able to teach people that Jesus is the only way. He is the truth, and He's the life, and nobody goes to the Father. People love God, mm-hmm. and, and they some people kind of like the Holy Ghost, but they have a problem with Jesus most of the time. And the thing is, is that you can't even get to any one of them without Jesus. So. I mean, you know, and that needs to be taught. It needs to be Pass said. Talk. But yes, sir. Here's the thing: where people get confused, and where I, my generation, um, and I, I'm trying to persuade a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them. Here's the problem that they have: is we teach Jesus, but and here's the question that I asked earlier. I don't know if you was in the room. We teach Jesus and tell him that he paid it all on the cross, but then mm-hmm. they also told a little story that. You know what I'm saying? When Jesus died, he went to hell, got the keys to the grave and locked hell behind him, and he ascended to heaven. And basically, you know, don't nobody go to well, I wouldn't even say don't nobody go to hell, but then we have there's a message where some, you know what I'm saying? That there's a, a confusion with a lot of young people because if Jesus came so we didn't go to hell, why is it still the a possibility of us going to hell? You know what I'm saying? That is that's, why, that's the that's the only question that I'm trying to persuade a bunch of young people that uh you know hell is a you know because there's a whole theology out here that teaches these young people that guess what hell is something that you just experience here on earth and you know all you gotta do is pay attention to your horoscope and you can avoid it. Pastor Charles, before you answer that question, answer that along with this because my daughter asked me yesterday. She. <laughs> Because, you know, she listens to us preach about the scriptures all the time. So her question, it was similar to what Prophet said. She was like, so if Jesus went down to Mm -hmm. take the sting out of death and all of that, this is what she said. So if he did all of that so we wouldn't go to hell, why is there still a chance that we can go to hell? Like, what's the point? And she said to me, what's the point in doing all this stuff if I'm going to probably go to hell anyway for something that I don't even know I'm doing wrong? Keith, I had somebody say that to me too. I'm like, what the? Yeah, because her, she said, she literally said to me, she said, so I got to live right, do all this stuff, and then there's a chance that because I feel some way about somebody, I, I might end up going to hell right. anyway. For being a human. Like, that's not, uh... <laughs> Okay, so um, from from my perspective, that you're starting to walk, I, I would walk through some scriptures. Um, with with that particular uh, portion there, um, here's the funny thing about it is that that is one of the teachings that we have come under 
that uh, God is is in a hurry to send you to hell. And that is far from the truth. That is not it. So yep. you, Church does you know, have so that you, stigma now. You, yeah, so now, yeah, so the stigma of, of, of that and the scary part that we have heard back in the day, especially back in the day and some still today, is that, hey, you know, you better hurry. Don't let them catch you with your work undone because if you, if you do, you're going straight to hell. Well, that is kind of a scare tactic. Now, the scripture plainly says that he wishes that no one would perish. And I think we also need to understand what salvation, we have to go back to what is salvation. What does it mean to be able to be saved? It means, it just does not mean that you are just, you know, you're absolutely going to go to hell just from, from that. But there is a place where we have to understand and go back to that you need to have your heart given to Jesus. That's the biggest piece of it. Living right and living or living according to scriptures or even living where you have a place of love for other people, that by itself is the is the biggest deal. And and so you're trying to push people towards the love of God versus uh worrying about the hell part, if that makes sense. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do this at the same time and uh, I'm not as ambidextrous as uh, Prophet Amarius. I was trying to bring some of the scriptures up concerning that. Um, but, um, the main, what I, what I think of is that, um, you know, the easiest scripture that I can think of is of course, John three sixteen, which says from God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we're talking about this whole Easter message. We're talking about all of that, that God sent Jesus to be able to be the sacrifice for sin, for what Adam did. Now we're going into a whole lot of theological pieces there. But please understand and help your kids and help everybody to understand that it's not just that easy. It's, it, to go to hell is not as easy as it seems. And let's put that in perspective. He wishes that no one goes to hell. That's so good. He, he is not trying to. He is not trying to just send you straight to hell. That's not what. That's not. That's not the deal. The problem is is the sin. The sin part. The sin part is what. What is is what. Um, if you're making a decision that I'd rather stay in this place of damnation in terms of um, rathering to be able to stay out there and not do what I need to do to be able to ask God for that. And what the devil does is he tricks us. He tricks us by saying that, look, so you got to work real hard to do this. And, and what you got to do, the basic piece is asking God to forgive you when you do something crazy. Ask God to forgive you. But shame and all these other kinds of things keep us away. Embarrassment, you know, all this stuff that we have power over. If we would push through that and just ask God to help us, and, and he, he, he says, I've got you, I'm going to help you. But most people don't because they already believe that it's, it's works-based and it's not by your works. It's by faith. It's by just believing in Jesus Christ. Now, Yes, you have things you should do. There are kind things you're supposed to do, but he is not willing to that anyone should perish. That's what the scripture says. So but that's where we go from. But Pastor Charles, I mean, you know, that's the narrative that a lot of Christians spew, which is why I think the church has that stigma of, see, that's why I don't want to go to church right there. See, that's why I don't want to do that right there. Because, you know what I'm saying, if you're doing it, you're going to go to heaven, but then I do it, I'm going to go to heaven. You know what I'm saying? There's a stigma of, you know what I'm saying, you going to hell, you going to hell, you going to hell. You know what I'm saying? We have bullied that so much into this generation that it's like they're running from the church because, it's like, oh, well, y'all ain't finna send me to hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. 
right? It's, that's the and that's the issue. That's the issue. The issue is is that are we teaching that the Lord loves you and wants you to have a good life, or are you teaching people that if you don't do it the way that we religiously say that you're yeah. supposed to do it, doing it line upon line, which is what the Pharisees did. Yeah. That was, that was the problem with the Pharisees. The Pharisees kept doing that, doing what they were doing. And Jesus came and even told the Pharisees, y'all are stupid, whitewashed tombs. You are graves. You are teaching people stuff that they can't even, you can't even do yourself. And so Jesus keeps it simple. Remember, he even takes the commandments and simplifies it and says, here's the, here's the thing, what you need to do is love God, love me with all your heart, soul, mind, spirit. And then the second part of this is as easy as the first, and that is love your neighbor as you do yourself. He says, if you do that, you will fulfill the 10. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times what we don't understand is that what Jesus did was he came and he simplified everything. He made it very, very simple. It made it easy for us to go through that portion. There was a, a hymn that I, I expressed on Sunday, and it's, song, it's a hymn called To God Be the Glory. Um, and it says this, to God be the glory, great things he has done. So love ye the world that he gave us his son, who yielded his life and atonement for sin, which is what would, why, why, why he did it for us, to atone, to atone for sin, and open the life gate that all may go in. So we all have, have access to this life. And the last part says, of course, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he has done. Our problem that is that we don't understand what Jesus really did for us when he, he came to the earth, born, lived, died, rose again, and now ascends to his Father. What did he do? He made it so that we could go in and come into the kingdom of God. And we, you know, so now here we are. Um, but we have to teach. Um, we have to teach that versus teaching just the rules and regulations. If that makes sense, <laughs> that's good, Pastor Charles. I got one more question before um, I throw it over to Pastor Jacob. <laughs> one more question, uh, and this is something that somebody came to me and asked me because I tell you, I my, my salvation. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I grew up on the old folks, but I'm still educating myself too to learn up and making sure I'm still keeping up with the younger generation, the generation I'm leading too. So here's another question. If Jesus was all God and all man here on earth, had all powers in hand, why we say that when he died, he got up with all powers, if he had all powers still here on earth? Or did he not have all powers when he was here at first, but then when he died and got up, he did have all powers, which is why when he got up, he teleported in one scripture. And that's, I think that's the, that's the, 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 it's not necessarily the great mystery, but you see that there are some things that he did do after he rose. When he got up, it was like, um, imagine being in straight up flesh before and you had flesh then, but when you, when he got up on, when he uh, rose from the dead, resurrection power that gave even more um, dynamic or more power, if that makes sense. Um, that now he is about to ascend to his father. He has atoned for sin. Sin is no longer um, the the issue now. But he is now at a place where he is ready to go back into his um, to his heavenly place, if that makes sense. So you it, to be in heaven, uh, evidently, my my from what I'm understanding is that things are new. So yeah, translating, walking through doors, all that kind of stuff. Imagine that that is the that is something that you can do 
when you have uh, the new body that God will give you. Can you imagine that? that I mean, make sense? honestly, for me, yeah. I'm ready to do that in this generation. I'm ready to do it. Great, God says greater things shall I do, so I'm ready to teleport now. I'm ready to walk through a door now. I already <laughs> believe I can time travel as a prophet. I really do. I really listen, do. Listen, 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 here's the thing, you know. I mean, I, I think, what I here's, this is just me, you know, just thinking about it straight up. Uh, imagine being born of a woman, being born and put in the same body as human beings, as, we, as us, being just like us. But then the resurrection happens, and, and now he has all power in his hands at that point. Now, please understand that all of this, you know, he, he was when he was born, imagine if he, um, and then we're, you know, we, we knew he worked miracles. We knew he did those kinds of things. But in order to be able to be, um, to be sin, he had to be like us. He had to really be like us. And he was. Um, now, he, of course, he had, he had all knowledge still and all those kinds of things in there. But even then, he had almost had to hold back. Um, so that he could, so he could, you know, he could dwell in this body. Could you imagine that having to, you know, having, having everything at your disposal and still having to maintain, remember when the devil came and was trying to tempt him, you know, you could turn these stones to bread. You could do this and you could do that. He said, stop tempting me. This is not, this is not what this is for. I'm not supposed to do this yet. And he had the power to, to maintain. Would you, if you had the same issue and you were hungry, if you were hungry, would you do, would you uh, uh, follow the devil's stuff? I think we have already sometimes. We already do things like that. Sometimes the enemy will come with stuff and you know it's the devil, but you do, you, you, you'll do what you want to do. So here's Jesus being our example to say, you don't have to. That's what he's saying. But now going back to the other side, again, remember resurrection, that was a whole nother that was a whole nother transformation um, after he gets up. So imagine too, mind what I'm hearing, and I need to do some study on it, but he made it, according to what we see is that the stone was rolled away, but it was like he didn't even need to have the stone rolled away if he didn't want, if he didn't want to, because he's going to walk through it. You see what I'm saying? Facts. Does that make sense? Because new, the new body, new body. So, I mean, you know, I may hope, I know I went to Robert Hood's barn to get to it. You know, Pastor but, yeah. could it be possible that the new body that he had, he was strong enough to roll the stone away by himself. Or could it, like, or could it be that he could have spoke to the stone and said, roll? I mean, you know. And that's true, too. I mean, so many different things, you know. It, hey, they did come out with the rolling stones. So, <laughs> but listen, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but you know, but you know, scripture, even Mark 11, 23, 24, it says, for thou shalt say into this mountain, be thou removed right, and be thou cast into the sea, but shall not down in his heart, but shall believe those things. You, you know, he has all, oh, Jesus all spoke to the rock and the, and the rolling stones came. <laughs> you know what? I ain't messing with you. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put that on Facebook today. That's how the rolling stones was invented. Jesus spoke to the rock. <laughs> Well, I, look, the Rolling Stones, we know we need Lord Jesus. Anyway, I'm going, I'm going, but I hope that answered a little bit of something. But uh, like I said, I need to pull my, I'll pull all my scriptures up and just say, here's a line with scripture which says that. Here's a scripture that says this, you know, that kind of thing. I'm going to do a, a millennial Bible study or something, Pastor I'm just trying to figure out how to do it. I even sent out a message to my, because y'all know I have a whole ministry full of 3,000 plus people, you know what I'm saying, that, that gets our virtual emails and all that stuff. So I've been telling my millennials who've been pulling on me, I call them the trailblazers. Um, I'm thinking of having like a blazer 
um, class or something we can meet. And so we can start answering these questions, Keith. Like a lot of these kids that attend and stuff like that who come under Christian homes. And that's be the problem. I be encountering some so many that be like, oh, I grew up in the church. Oh, oh, my mama's this. My daddy's this. My mama passed. And then it's like, but you don't believe no more? Your mama pastor, you grew up in the church. Your dad pastor, you grew up in the church, and you no longer believe. See, you believe in the. Man, yeah, see, that, and that's my that's my point too. Is that you know I can I, I like to just be able to talk it through versus you know I can show you line upon line, right? But I also like to just talk it through and say, okay, here's something to think about, and you think about it this way. You know, I mean, that's just my own way of doing it. I mean, it it works Mine for where for my region. <laughs> it works for here. You know, because a lot of kids, they don't understand, like, how, 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 why are we going to hell? Do you, do, you know, I'm saying, well, here's a scripture that says you don't have to. So why are you even concentrating on that? Right. And first of all, why, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing that would send yourself, that, that would send you to hell? What, what are you doing? So I, I would throw that question right back at them. Like, okay, so what is it that you're doing that will send, that would send you to hell? What is it you're doing? Right. Well, uh, 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 I, I thought so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're doing something. But but here's the thing. Here's what he says. You know, he says that he he's willing that no one would perish. So so I don't know where you heard that from. He's gonna send you to hell. Okay. He's not gonna just send. You. By the way, you don't get you don't get sent to hell. Let not in that in that respect. You know what I'm saying? In terms of since Jesus is gone, it's not that you just get sent to hell. If you go, you're going on your own on your own volition because you have not you made some decisions along the way that I don't want this Jesus. I don't want this. And I have a feeling that everybody's going to be presented with the gospel. The scripture says that everybody's going to hear that he can't come back until everybody's heard. So, all right, I'm done. Praise all the right, Lord, everybody. Done. Praise the Lord. That's why you sing your chief apostle. I'm telling you, when when I'm all right, I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna start pulling board members together, Pastor. You Charles. know what? And I'm gonna be on the low. I'm gonna be under Keith. Said he's the, he's on the low end. I'm gonna be under him. I'm just gonna <laughs> low is the way. Low, low. I be with you always. Humble is the way. So we thank you so much, Josh Josh, for always coming in, dropping major niggas and allowing us to pull on you. Because I'm telling you, these are some powerful conversations that we're having. And I believe that it's gonna impact a lot of people. I'm telling you the feedback that I get, like on just the back channels, personal text messages from the people who actually, you know, know me in real life. Like that person down at the very bottom know me in real life so you know to hear certain people's feedback on the conversations that we have and how it reaches the world and stuff like that it is an amazing thing pastor charles so i definitely appreciate it um jacob i'm throwing it over to you man good morning man what's for breakfast what's the weather and tell us you know how you feel about any other topics chime in if you want to bro do 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 Is you saying something? His mic is off, though. I mean, I don't see, I see that, but I don't, uh, Dr. Apostle, we don't hear you. What about now? Oh, okay, yes, man. I hear you now. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am going to uh, uh, c come after Pastor Charles in just a little bit. Uh, 
Uh, we're going we're going to deal with him in just a little bit. Amen. Uh, no, uh, no, <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm sorry. What have I done? You ain't gonna keep coming for me. I'm just gonna say that out loud. You ain't. I'm a thug. Don't let this the collar fool you. I'm like, okay. Please, please, um, It is a cold and disrespectful 54 here in the Hampton Roads area. It's disrespectful because it's supposed to be at least 60, and it's disrespectful. Um, for breakfast, I had uh, nothing. Uh, I, I won't eat until probably lunchtime. Uh, I don't. I normally don't eat in the morning too much. So um, to speak to the topic, uh, he's not Pastor Wade. He's a basketball player uh, who never confessed uh, publicly Jesus is Lord. Uh, and so um, I, I really don't have much to say about what's going on. You, you expect those who do not ascribe to the Bible to do the things that they want to do uh, because they don't ascribe to your rule book. And if they don't ascribe to your rule book, why are we putting standards of our rule book on people who don't subscribe to our rule book? Um, and even though the Bible is not a book of rules, it's a book of relationship, uh, we, we, we miss it and we try to put biblical spins on worldly actions. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say this out loud. Uh, most of the time we, we send people to hell because, uh, most of the time we're not sure if we're going to heaven. So we want company. Say that again, bro. I said most of the time we send people to hell because we're not sure if we're going to heaven and we want to make sure we have company in hell when we go. Because <laughs> you have you have so much hell here uh, and you cause so much hell here. You want to make sure that the same things that you caused where you uh, while you were here, you'll have company where you're going, because uh, everybody that you caused hell for here has left you. So you're you're trying to make sure that in the afterlife, uh, you won't be alone like you are right now. I'm so weak. Lord have mercy. And so I, I this is why Pastor Charles, no, I get in trouble when y'all ask me stuff like this to the point, and to the understanding or the question of uh, if Jesus died on the cross to. Uh, give us freedom and salvation, why are we still having the opportunity to go to hell? Hell is a choice. It's not a mandate until you make it one. Uh, Jesus in his righteousness will, will give you the choice you've made in your lifestyle. Uh, and understand something, be not deceived, and I'll use this, I know it's con uh, uh, contextually out of context, but it's, it's still truth. Um, whatever a man sows, you get to reap. Whatever you decide to put in the ground is what you're going to receive. And so a lot of us right now, we, we are the only, I'll, I'll you know, piggyback off Pastor Charles. You, the only reason you're afraid of going to hell is because you're doing hellish actions. Um, and the hellish actions you want to do in the heart, the contents of your heart, uh, is why you're so concerned. I'm not concerned about going to hell. That's not my final destination. Um, so I don't give hell a second thought because I'm not going. I don't choose to go. So um, I live my life not by by rules, but because I have a relationship with him, 
that restricts me. My, I've been married to my wife now 23 years. Um, I don't not cheat because I don't have opportunities. I don't cheat because I choose not to cheat because of the relationship we have. Um, I'm happy in our relationship, so I don't have to go out and get extra because it's available. I have inboxes of people who send me tits and tail all the time. It don't really matter to me uh, because it's not something. <laughs> Hold on, it's not tits and tails. I'm being good today, Prophet. I'm not going to cut up. I'm being good. Uh, but I, I think that that's the, the thing that we're missing. And, and then we're missing that, that hell is not a destination of of being sent hell is a destination of righteous choice you've chosen and in his righteousness he's not going to put you in a heaven you didn't want to go to in the first place uh, or oh, jesus. jesus so so I, I need you to understand it just like people don't want to go to hell people don't want to go to heaven uh and and you you prove whether where you want to go by how you exist David says, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit, because he says, it's my inner crookedness. It, it is, it is, he says, get rid of my iniquity, my inner crookedness. And I want to suggest that the reason why we're seeing so much is not because uh, hell is an option. It's because your crookedness is your choice. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll behave with that now to all, to the all power. If I can speak to that, if you want me to stop, just tell me prophet, I'll shut up. No, you good. You good. Answer that all power question. Cause they say that Jesus got out with the power to fly. That's how he got to heaven. When he ascended, he flew down. Okay. I'm gonna need you to pray. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the reality of the text is that Jesus now uh, destroys the limitations on the the body suit that he's in uh, at, after getting up out of the out of the grave. Uh, it is it is because Jesus had to come through flesh because any other way he would have been illegal. So if he would have just come without coming through the the belly of a woman, the womb of a woman, he would have been illegal because he gave dominion in in Genesis. Uh, to to the man suit that he created. And consequently, because he's given dominion, if he came any other way outside of the dominion that was given, uh, he now is illegal and salvation would not be uh, uh, attainable, nor would it be legal in the earth realm. Now, here's the part that's going to shout you. When he says all power, he now not only brings us back to uh, a, a relationship with God and in, in interaction with God, but he brings us back to the original state of man. Understand when we lost power, we lost power and authority when we're kicked out of the garden. So he brings us back to the all power, the uh, original Adam. Uh, he brings us back to the all power that the original Adam and the all ability that the original Adam had. And so it's important that not only does Jesus save us, he restores the ability and the access to what we are able to do from the first understanding of creation. So he brings us to a place where we're able to do everything that Adam was able to do in the garden, 
However, now we do it under the salvific authority of Jesus Christ and through his death. So I'll shut up there. God bless. That was good. That was good. Listen, I'm just trying to tell the young people that Jesus did, you know, get out the grave like Superman with muscles and a cape. Kind of did, but, you know, he wouldn't. I, I, I think he probably had wings. He probably did have wings, like the angels. Like how the angels would come down. Jesus probably, like, his new body had, like, wings, and then he would fly up like Hawkman. Why would he be limited with wings? How about that? Don't need wings. Right. You probably got all power. Oh, so he was just like Superman. He just jumped and, ah, I'm out of here. I'm going to heaven. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm playing. Y'all know I got to stop. I got to stop. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Miss Lashina, I'm going to throw it back up to you because we had skipped over. You had, you had walked out. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, throw it back up to you. <laughs> oh, good morning. Good morning. It's the walkout for me. I did. I kind of walked out. <laughs> had a couple of things to do this morning. You know how I, I slow down when I'm in this room mm-hmm. and I really don't be paying attention. And so, you know, it's just like, okay, the time getting away from you and you should have been at work like 30 minutes ago type stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I did have to walk away just so I could get dressed. Hey, I understand. Out, you know? <laughs> I, you did. I definitely understand. Especially now that you starting on time. Like, low-key, I thought the show started at 8 a.m. Right. I it at 8, but I ain't going to say nothing. So good morning, everyone. Good morning, family. Love you. So it is a good 30 degrees here in the wonderful, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Still waiting on um, spring to show up. Praise God. I guess it's hot in the end of the day. I don't know. Um, But that is that. I made it to the office safely, getting ready to start my chai tea. Um, And today is definitely a fasting day for me because I have some things before the Lord. Um, So, yes, I don't even know what's going on in the cafeteria. I'm going to bypass it, but it smells really good. So, the devil, Satan, rebuke you. Yes, yeah, get behind me. Mm -mm, Can't have none today. Um, But, yeah, that is pretty much that. I have a few um, clients today that I will be speaking with and um, got some paperwork that I need to do some treatment plans and all that good stuff so yeah for the most part that will be my day awesome did you want to chime in on these on the topics that we were discussing like I really want to see how you feel about these so um, nope not at the moment I'll reserve <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to throw it down at Pastor Lewis. I see Pastor Lewis that came in. Pastor Lewis, I'm sure you already peeped my picture. I'm sure you already peeped my picture. And it was not, it was, it was, it was not planned that this would hit the news and then this topic would be like on the table. But this is like the topics on the table and at the room and we're slowly progressing into it. But we also talking about like resurrection stuff too still because I'm trying to figure out what superpower that Jesus got up with. If he got up with all power and he was walking the earth with all power. That's one of the questions that we had on the table. Then we also were talking about, um, we were talking about, um, 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 what's that, what's the child name that's in that little PTR? Yeah, we're talking about her 
and the dynamic that, you know, we face when it comes to young people. Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, young people deal with this type of issue. And honestly, us as believers, we don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. Some people are mad because, you know, their family is supporting. And Pastor Jacob, just to push back to what you said a little bit too, um, and I, I, I want to say it earlier, but I want to cut you off. We don't know that he has not publicly confessed Christ. I mean, most people confess Christ in their church, in their homes, in their heart, you know. But I mean, I don't think it was like a it was a whole shirt that he was supposed to wear for the the whole day saying, Yeah, I confess Christ, but I'm still gonna support my daughter. Like, I mean, so I don't I mean that my that's my only pushback there. Cause I mean, truth is, there are even still some believers that do, you know, support their child, even though they live this lifestyle, not the other stuff. But then there are some believers that don't. And then there's a big, you know, oh, separation or disconnect. But then that's another thing that I noticed yesterday in the comments. We have a lot of people that then sees Christians as, oh, look at them They're just being so mean to the, this family. Y'all some bullies and y'all this, that, and the other. So that's why I want to understand the, 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 the firmness and the boldness of standing on your, your, your perspective, but somewhat supporting. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess you wouldn't then. Prophet. Yeah. Can I speak to that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, he has publicly announced his support to his child. Um, he has publicly let it be known that his daughter is able to date uh, that other boy. Uh, he has publicly uh, uh, gone on uh, and, and, and said all of these things publicly understand something um if your public approval and our, our public definition of support is that you say it for the public to understand then then your private support or private de declaration for the lord is is a question for me now understand mm -hmm. something i don't know whether him and jesus are, are friends that's not my that's not where i'm at that's not what i'm saying I'm not okay. saying that he's not saved. I'm just saying that he's not as public with his relationship with the father as he is as public as his support of his Boy, son. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Kissing another child in that regard and taking pictures of it and plastering that on the internet. Uh, and understand what I mean by that. I'd, I'd not say that he's doing this for publicity. I don't know why he's doing it. But even if this is a moment for between you, your child, and your support of your child, I should have never made this public because it's a private situation. So if you're going to be public, be public all the way around. Yeah. The very fact that you have a question whether or not he is means he's not public with it. Um. Well, okay. Okay, I can I can kind of see where you're going with that, Pastor Lewis. Go ahead and jump in, sir. How you doing this morning? Do do do. Was that for me? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just came back in the room because um, I, I was having some difficulty, and so I, I came out and came back in. I came right in and do 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 do. Well. <laughs> 
praise be to our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. And um, I, f- I feel real good down in my soul. There's something about serving King Jesus that makes me feel good. <laughs> I felt real bad. This is that. Um, but he, uh, good morning, everybody. Grace and peace, mercy and favor be unto you. Um, I'm so excited to be in the waking up with the prophet room to all of my co-laborers in the gospel. Good morning. And uh, as you can tell, I'm always excited um, about serving Jesus. And so I I have definitely seen the picture. Um, I, I definitely have, you know, my thoughts about it. However, I'm going to reserve my thoughts about it um, because uh, I see it from both sides, right? Because, uh, and I I don't know everybody's status in the room, um, but you know, I am a parent as well. Um, I have a beautiful 18 year old. I have a handsome 15 year old and I have a beautiful uh, 12 year old. And so I, I, I understand the dilemma um, that Mr. Wade and uh, Mrs. Union Wade face in this moment. And, um, you know, of course, you can come at it from both sides of the plate, right? You know, we love, we love the baby, but we, we don't condone the sin. Um, then there's the public and the private. There's you know, the domestic and the divine. We can go down the line, um, you know, and and I'm going to reserve my comments as this. I'm going to go after God and I am going to um, worry about my own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And I just want to do what I'm supposed to do to make it in. Um, and, And that's going to be my stance on it. Uh, I, but I definitely do have my thoughts about it. But I just think that... Pastor um, Lewis, you know I'm going to pull on you because you're a family life therapist, man, coach, uh, dude. Like, this is this is what you went to school for. Absolutely. So, so my thing is, my and it, this is why I also kind of have a problem with the Christian community when it comes to it. Because mm-hmm. why is it then um, a sin? Because this is a little boy who identifies as a girl but then dating a girl who identifies as a boy. It's not like they're gay. Yeah. Um, there's there's so many different... Um, their, their roles have switched in the, in the home. Yeah, absolutely. But so, I don't think that's gay. But you don't think what? Would you say, Prophet? I don't Prophet? think that's gay. Like, would they be considered gay? Well, here here's where the... the <laughs> here's here's where the here's where the problem lies, right? You have you've been born one gender and you identify as another. Um and then um and so now there's the uh confusion, right, of being born one way as if you're saying God has made some type of mistake and and now you identify as something other than what you were made and then 
now you're trying to you know make it right by um you know keeping the concept of man and woman um you know relationship and so it, it there, there's i would and you know being a marriage and family therapist i would i would definitely have to it depends on the angle from which the family comes to you right so i can't just make a broad statement and or a given opinion even though my opinion is based in the word of god i would have to as a therapist i would have to table um you know my own christian views and beliefs um if i'm going to um counsel this particular family in 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 such an arena now i do have all rights to say well you know what um my my skill set uh, or or even just you know because of my own beliefs um you know i can decline this particular client and make a referral to another family therapist um you know if i if if you know because my christian values and views um would alter my therapeutic uh capacity and so you know that's that's the that's the fine line that you walk as a therapist um you know is that where if, if you're able to table um your own belief system and to be able to provide unbiased um counsel to 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 your client and so um that that's where that that code of ethics um and that um that standard of integrity um you know that's kind of where the rubber meets the road and so um you know I, it it would all depend on on how this family was coming to me um you know if they're saying hey um you know we just want to be a support um and, and we we we're in uh, full support of this and then um that would be one way or if they said hey you know because of our views and our beliefs you know we we want our child to know that we love them but we we're we're not in support of you know how they you know how they're doing what they're doing um you know and then we just want to see if there's some you know uh analytical um you know psychosocial um you know perspectives coming from this so you know, there's there's a couple of ways. There's there's a plethora of ways that you can come at this, depending on how the client presents the problem to you. So, in that, I will then say again, I'm I'm going to seek the Lord with you know and worry about my own soul salvation with fear and trembling. But at the same time, I'm always going to side with the Word of God. Hello, somebody. I, I'm always going to side with the word of God because the word of God is truth and he is truth. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm, that, 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 that's going to be right my final say so. Right before you go, right before you go, one more tough question, because we have mentioned it once in this room, I think. And I'm mad Mr. Lashina had to just step back out again. Um, but we have talked about how people can be, you know, I guess born with those extra y, those extra X and Y chromosomes that makes them because that's what identifies us as male and female, right? Am yes. I, okay. So 
in this situation with those two, you don't think they chromosomes just got mixed up? <laughs> so what you're telling me is that you don't think that God made a mistake? What? Not a mistake. I said a mistake. A mistake. Oh, that God made them a mistake? Yeah, that he made a mistake. Because if, 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 if here, here's the thing, right? If, if we're saying that what God makes is good. No, I'm just saying that's biology. If we just said that that is just biology and chemicals in your brain, that's not saying that God made a mistake, but. Right, I get biology and chemistry. Huh? So you're, so you're, you're strictly talking science. Well, not necessarily. Right. That's that what I'm saying. So either you're gonna come <laughs> you got it, you have to you have to make that distinction. Right. If you're talking strictly science, because if as a Christian, right, yes, we can um lean on science, but our belief is that we were created by God. Right? And mm -hmm. then we can't say that God doesn't make a mistake, but then say well they was just their x and y chromosomes was mixed up well that's what y'all did in, in therapy and counseling and science and medicine like i mean it's definitely a fine line to walk right it's definitely a fine line to walk um again you know, uh, from, from a scientific point of view, right? Because here's the thing. I mean, even when you, and I know I have some, uh, some, some great Bible scholars in the room, right? And so even when you look at, um, who was it? I want to say, uh, was it blind Bartimaeus? Was it was it Bartimaeus? Or, or or let me say this: I know that there was. I can't remember who it is right now. It was super early, but I can't remember who it is right now. But um, oh, I remember lame. the disciples were asking Jesus. They said, "Well, well did this? Like yeah. Did, did this particular disease fall on him because of the mm -hmm. sins of his parents?" That's good. That's good. I see where you're going. That's good. Right. And so that then takes out science because sin is not a science. Sin has nothing to do with your X and Y. Sin has nothing to do with your, your DNA structure. It has nothing to do with nothing, right? I'm, I'm saying as far as scientifically, you know, you can't say, oh, well, let me add a little sin and change the cell, right? And so it would be the actions of his forefathers that they said, so was this the sin of his parents that caused him to be this way, right? And so if that would be the case, then it wouldn't all be strictly science. Cause you, cause sin isn't, isn't a, a proponent that you can add or take away, um, you know, uh, chemically, right? But, so. So then, then pass a little bit, push a little bit more. So then, when we use that context, then we do we then say, okay, the man was born like that because of science. And then we have to then say it may not be science, but it was God. And then we turn around and say, if God did it, it'll go back to what Scripture say it was for the glory of God to be revealed. So 
again. So that's why I said that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'll leave that to the Bible scholars in the room. That, I'm just throwing out the, 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 you know, concept of it. Right. Um, how, and that's why I said you can come at it from, from, from both sides of the plate. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I think that, um, when, and I'm a land here, but I believe that it is the, if, if you're professing Christianity, um, then it is the job of the parent to begin to parent their child. And, and just because you support your child doesn't mean that you don't teach them, um, you know, in, in the way, right? That's what the Bible says. The Bible says train a child in the way that they should go, right? And so training means I would have to begin to teach you biblical principles um, and, and begin to take you through uh, certain, um, give you certain knowledge and, and understanding so that way we can combat this particular um, way that you're, you're feeling, um, you know, due to whatever, or if you want to, you know, go back to the X and Y or, 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 or this, you know, attack of the enemy to, um, that comes against the creation that God has made, right? Male and female created he, them, right? Ish and Isha. And so, um, it's just an attack of the enemy to come against that which God has created because in the beginning, God said that everything that he made was good, right? And so um, it, all of it is just, you know, uh, uh, an attack on, 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 you know, that's what the enemy's been doing from the beginning um, is an attack on, on the creation, right? And so, um, like I said, you can come at it from both sides of the plate, but I just believe that it is the job of the parent to sit your child down and say, listen, I understand that you may be feeling this way. However, when because we believe in God, let's go to the scripture and let's really find out what it is. And then you go down in prayer, you seek the counsel of, of, of you know, your spiritual covering and, you know, you come at it, um, you know, in a, in, in a, a strategic way. Right. And so um, that's that's where I land. OK, OK. Listen, I definitely believe it's interesting. I mean, it comes all into a, a spectrum and perspective, I guess, is what they say nowadays. Because to be honest, I believe that, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they have pastors as well. <laughs> so it's interesting to see like this dynamic work out because like I said, Pastor Lewis, it's very interesting because, you know, I mean, but look, let me let me let me just say this real quick because now, um, you know, with the the publication of this particular, um, this you know Zaire and and this little boy, or um, you know however they identify, right now it 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 just widens, um, the publicity, and now it says, um, you know that this could possibly be right. Right, because you have a ma a male who is identifying as a female, and then you have a female who is identifying as a male, and so now you're saying, well, if you're identifying, it's still male and female, right? Because that's how you identify, right? Right, and so now you present a a a, a more publicized dynamic of no, this is still right because 
you know, by the terms in, and I, I just know that, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see those hey, people say, um, well, by the Bible, it says man and woman, he identifies as a female, she identifies as a male. So it's still male and female. Right. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for that particular, um, perspective to be presented. Um, you know, but I, just I mean, it's already that, out there being presented. That's why. But what I'm saying is now, but, back. yeah, it's definitely been presented, but because of the, the influential status that people like, you know, Mr. Wade and Mrs. Um, you know, Union Wade have, it just puts it on a national stage, right? It puts it on a national stage, whereas, you know, before it was kind of, you know, I feel like it was, you know, a little bit more covert, a little bit more isolated, but now it's on a worldwide stage. And so, you know, we just, we as the body of Christ have to be prepared, um, you know, to, I won't even say defend, but to be able to bring insight and revelation and understanding of the word of God, um, you know, and, and, and be able to really hold conversations and not just be able to preach to people and not just be able to hold, you know, but to be able to hold intelligent conversations because that is what's going to be needed um, in this next dispensation, um, you know, to advance the kingdom of God is intelligent conversation and and i that's just what i believe and so you know um yeah i'll just i'll i'll, I'll mute my mic on that yeah pray for me because this is why i don't want to go national this is why i don't want to be on tv this is why i don't want to be on radio but god pushed me out there oh lord pastor little jesus christ on the cross um, Pastor Anthony, listen, y'all, it's actually, it's 10 o'clock. Google finna go off at 10 o'clock and tell us it's time to stand up and stretch. And my mama just walked in the room. So let me go ahead and acknowledge my mama for a minute. Hey, Ma, how you doing? Good morning, son. Good morning, everyone on the platform. It is just great to be here on this morning. I give God all the glory, honor, and praise. And I'm just here to listen in because I'm at work and, you know, I just jump on every now and then to get some encouraging words or a beautiful song or a prayer, whatever I can pick up along the way. So I'm just going to mute my mic and just listen in and enjoy the program. <laughs> Thank you, Ma. I appreciate you for coming in as always. Listen, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cut into a song break because I just spill it. I'm going to go ahead and cut into a song break. Listen, wherever you are, it should be almost 10 o'clock. It should be like 958, 8.58, 7.58, wherever you are. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and stand up, stretch, you know, go fix you a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, all the other good stuff. And then we're going to cut to a song break, and then we're coming right back with more of this powerful conversation. All right? All right, let's go. <laughs> Every day of my life, I get a new blessing. Well, the Lord says new blessings my way. And he does it over and over and over again. Come on, y'all. 
Alrighty, alrighty. Oh, oh, pause it. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back. Hold on, we ain't gonna play the next song. I'm trying to stop it, but it wants to play so bad. Anyway, so good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. Well, we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, not sure if you're on your way to work, coming home from work, or getting off work somewhere working now or maybe you called off today we just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way i'm sorry i was reading the news headline about this mass mandate being dropped and whatnot so yeah yeah i pray for that too because i mean i don't really care because i don't even lie like that but yeah so um we're picking up in the conversation concerning you know it well it was initially the room was initially scheduled at your age not your shoe your shoe size and when i scheduled that it was off the basis of maturity, um, how certain people shouldn't do certain things until they're mature enough for it um, and all that other good stuff. And so happened, you know, this ended up breaking the Internet, uh, what, probably yesterday, Sunday, whatever. And, you know, it gave me a good, you know, tie in for the room, because even with, you know, the picture itself of these two individuals kissing, um. How do we feel? I mean, how do we feel about, you know, I just, I don't, me, I'm not comfortable with us continuously sexualizing youth. That's my thing. From someone who has dealt with that in the past and healed from it, got over it, I don't think that's something that we need to continue to expose to our youth. Now, of course, I get it. You're growing into your body. You're understanding some things, liking some things. And I, I'm not a parent. My mama in here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a parent. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I understood my life. So I want to know, even in this age, how do you, Pastor Lewis, because you were you telling us we got to teach our children. Well, I don't got no children. You know what I'm saying? But how would you teach your children? Because, I mean, honestly, and I think in these two young individuals' mind, they're 
like you said, it, in their head, they doing it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're doing it right. And they, they don't expect anybody else to say nothing because if it was, uh, with air quotes now, if it was a normal a girl and boy, people wouldn't have said nothing. But because, you know, their identities or their pronouns, let's put it like that, because their pronouns have switched, then it becomes a problem. So... And yeah, as you said, it was, it was a spirit when I said it was something about chromosomes because it can't be chromosomes. So what, What I mean, how do we, because I mean, they young, they going into that, so whether they waited from now or older, there are even older people now that do the same thing. They say, okay, well, hey, I'm grown now. I feel like, you know, I'm a woman and this and the other, and I'm going to go be with a man, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't make me of the, you know, LGBT community. That makes me, you know, the right thing. Pastor Anthony, Monty B, yes. Everybody silent this morning. Um, I just feel like kids do what they see their parents do or what they see on the internet. And I feel like he was exposed to the internet since a young age. So he's only doing what he sees other people do. He's following the trend. You haven't realized like more people have been coming out like within the last two years. Like it's been a thing. So I don't think it has anything to do with chromosomes, <coughs> anything of that sort. It's a spirit. Point this up, but it's just a spirit. Money. What's Pastor? Oh, Pastor Anthony. Money or Pastor Anthony, whoever. You said, okay, I didn't hear the question. Well, it really wasn't a question. It was just basically the feedback <laughs> concerning this situation because, I mean, by normal standards, um, church people are acting up because they still see it as, okay, well, this is gay, this is demonic, this is, but, you know, the outside world, even people who aren't really churched or even for LGBT, some people are like, okay, there's no problem with this. Now, granted, you know, like we made the point earlier, a couple years ago, <laughs> This probably the the issue would have been that they black and white. Now we've evolved from the race thing and now getting on the you know the LGBT thing. But then they, they these little kids, you know, they smart selves says, okay, well, we're still gonna do it the way we, you know, feel. You know what I'm saying? You, if you think about this case, Zion is a boy who identifies as a it's girl, his pronouns, you know what I'm saying? His pronouns is he, her, you know what I'm saying? Wow, I think the child's name is Hunter Ben something. And, you know, uh, she identifies as a he, him. So what is the major issue then if, you know, your private parts, you know, is the plug in the socket? I just... I mean, I try to stay off of this topic because I usually don't have the same opinion as everybody else. Um, but these are children. Facts. That's number one. My children cannot tell me what they're going to do. As parents, you are supposed to lead them and guide them the way that they're supposed to go. You don't know what you want. You don't know what you like. I ain't gonna hold you, cause for real, that's the case. Um, and at just at that age, like my thing is this: 
you don't get to have a sexual preference. You need to be focused on school and on studies. I feel like there's being too much pushed on these children. They are children. That's why we are still their parents. That's why there's only a certain age where you can be emancipated from your from your um um from your parents. You know what but, I'm saying? Like, but that's why the title of the room is extra age because the parents acting like the kids and the kids acting but like that, parents. But that's what I'm saying. That is the problem now. We got too many friends. There's too many friends. All the parents want to be the friends, and nobody wants to be responsible or accountable for anything. So we got a gang of kids running around. Um, just doing too much, like it's too much. Um, and then just in regards to the, um, (sighs) this is not dress up. It's it's not. You're a boy. Be a boy. Um, that's how I feel about the situation. Cause my thing is this, when you, when you step into that zone where, um, your son is now your daughter, are you going to allow him the sex change if that's what he asks are you going to allow him to go get it cut off like because there's other things that follow this and i don't think people look at it um just how serious this is and even how sensitive the situation is and i don't understand i I wish somebody could teach me this or try to explain it but how how does a girl feel because i i've heard that Oh, I feel like a girl. But how can you feel like something you've never been? Because that's what a lot that's of the, the, the that's what a lot of the kids are saying today, which is absolutely retarded to me. But <laughs> how do you what what does a girl feel like? Like for real. If you if you're just emotional, just say that because men get emotional as well. It does not make you a girl. Oh, come on now, buddy. Like, there's a major, <laughs> major identity crisis. And, like, I, I think I've said this before, but allow these young men to cry. They need to cry. They need to release some of that stress up off of them. Like, I let my son cry. He needs a moment. But, again, he is six years old. So stop teaching and training these boys. Well, boys don't cry. Men don't cry. They need to. <laughs> and maybe they wouldn't be so backed up. <laughs> It's ridiculous. We all, we all have emotions. We all have stuff we need to deal with. But there's some stuff they are taking to the extremes. And I think I told you guys about this as well. But when they start to open up these gender-neutral bathrooms, you're opening up the door for a lot of terrible things to happen. Lord because now mercy. people are going to be able to say, well, I'm, and I'm talking about full-grown men are going to be able to say, well, I identify as a woman, and he can go into the women's bathroom and do what he wants to do. And that's a problem for me, especially because I am a woman and I have a daughter. And I look, y'all know what I do behind my kids. I can't say too much on this app um, because clearly on Facebook, they, you know, I'm in Facebook jail again. But I, I don't I don't play behind my children at all with anybody of any age, of any social status or group. I don't play with my kids. And people need to take their kids more serious. Listen to what they're saying. But just because they're saying how they feel, their feelings are valid, but they're not necessarily right all the time. Facts. Let me address something, too, because I, I, I kind of saw something about uh, this being a spirit you know, or something like that. I think the, the, 
the sad part about it is, is that although a spirit may have been behind it in terms of leading you towards temptation, it, there has got to be some kind of a bent or there's a bent to sin anyway that we have in our human in our human body. So the thing is, is that the, at the end of the day, um, some of the things may be is evil. Some of the things in our flesh in and of itself will take you into places that you would never, ever even um, even know where that you could go to. <clears throat> I've dealt with folks and I've had to counsel, and I'm, I'm glad that I've actually talked about this. I've counseled men who were um, into, you know, what they were doing was watching porn and they're watching porn, but then all of a sudden they blaze over into into the um, into the homosexual side because they are looking at porn, although it's great. They're seeing also the man's reaction and that kind of thing and kind of pulling them, they get pulled into that. If you see it and you're exposed to it, there's going to be questions. It just is. You can you can get something from graffiti. It depends on what it is that you are looking at and it will bring questions up and your body will react to it in some kind of way. Some some are different than others, but if you have a certain bent of sin inside of you, even sometimes generational things that have happened, it will pull you in. And that, what I'm seeing though, is that we're seeing parents that say, you know, I don't wanna mess with their life. So let me let them explore and let me let them go ahead and do what they wanna do. And I'm with Monty B, they're kids, they don't know. So it's our job to be able to do our best to lead them towards what is, what is you know, what is a, a quote unquote, and I put air quotes, what is normal. <clears throat> you know, you're a man, you, you have the certain body parts of a man. This is where you are. And I don't think that we need to expose them to everything all at once. Some kids are just too young. They don't need to know everything, you know, about everything. You know, I think some, you know, I think one of the things we make a mistake on is that we we open the door and I, I saw in, in the chat here talking about gateways. Yeah, there are gateways and there are there are things that are just opened. When the door is open, the flood comes out and you don't know all the time all the pieces that you're gonna get. So but yeah, but it's our job as as parents to be able to take care of our kids and to make sure that they are sent. I mean, here's my thing. You say your kid your kid says, I feel like I'm a girl, you go and have let them have a whole operation done they get older and find out, you know, I wish I hadn't had it done. Now it's it's too late. You had everything taken Well, you care know, of. they passed think... those laws where it's illegal for certain, I think in Alabama, because y'all know Kay Ivey don't play that. Kay, ooh, she don't play. So there's some state that has passed the law where you can't um, operate on a child in, in that type of way. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like in the transitional form, oh no, if you're a minor, you can't do that. The doctor will go to jail for that in certain states. And I know Alabama, I think, is one of them. So, yeah, I mean, there should be a certain thing on minors, but, yeah, but how you, how you, how you kind of teach them not to, listen, not to feel. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you one thing. It is, it is, if you want to get into something, it is out there for you. Back. If you really want to do it. And the, the thing is, is that we have to be able to now learn how not to cast off restraint and allow for there to be a, a holding. And that's what you, you know, that's what we as parents are supposed to do. We, you restrain your kids from having to deal with those kind of things as much as you can. The enemy don't care, though. If you're at school, 
and there's, you know, been questions and that kind of thing, which is why hopefully we have healthy dialogue with our kids. At least they, they're not afraid of you to the point that they don't, they can't ask questions. How right. That? I was going to say, because I think sometimes even, and we see this in Christian a lot, <laughs> especially when we talk about some PKs, and that's why they say the PK is always the worst one, where I don't think it's that's really true. But, you know what I'm saying? They say, okay, well, we try to shelter the kids so much that they're not, you know, uh, uh, aware of certain things. They're not familiar with certain things. So then when it's time for them to stretch out and be an adult, then, you know, boom. You can hit with everything in the world and you just want to go. Well, well, let me tell you about my PKs. Let me tell you about my sons. What's funny is that I'm thinking like, you know, I'm not having certain discussions yet because they're whatever, a certain age, whatever. I'm finding out, uh, dad, uh, you know, what about this? And and I they were saying this at school. And so then I was like, and I said, so what do you understand about that? And they were like, well, this is what it means and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes, sometimes it was right, sometimes it was wrong. But I also had to, it was my job then to be able to open up and tell them the truth about it. This is what this is. This is what this means. If they make, if you make that decision, this is the probable outcome and that kind of thing. And so, you know, some my, my boys were, were versed, but they some of the versings they got was not at the house. They got it at school. Right. Or they got it amongst their friends. And so, yeah. but the thing is, is that they were always open enough, enough to me that um, that they were able to, um, you know, they're able to, you know, to, to discern and stuff like that. Now, I want to tell you, now, there's some creeps out there for real. There's some creeps out there for real. And somebody, and, and I'm like uh, Pastor uh, Jacob, uh, Apostle Jacob said, somebody sent me something in by email. It was a mail part. They sent, you know, because some of these folks are just, they they the bold. They don't care. Sent me something in an email. And I'm sitting here trying to delete the mess. And what did I have? My son over my shoulder, like, Dad, what's that? I'm like, oh, Lord, you know. And, and the thing was, is that it wasn't nothing I was looking for. It came on my thing. You know, it just it was all it was sent by some nasty perv on, on on to my you know to my email or something like that. My point is though, I had to talk to him and say, "Listen, there are people out there who do not care about you, your dad, nobody, and you have to make some decisions." You know, it wasn't something that I was looking for. It popped up on the screen. That's how fast craziness can happen, and so you have to make some. Uh, decisions and some have healthy dialogue with your kids. That's what I think. But this is just me. But um, some of the some of the people are you know in our in our own house. If you don't have healthy dialogue, we will have problems and people won't talk. And all of a sudden, you find out later that they now they they're porn stars or something like that. That's then that's the extreme. I mean, them, and that's know. how it's coming out, money. I mean, yeah, we see it. Like that's how it's coming out. That's been the outcome of a lot of these things because there's a narrative out here, Pastor Charles, that, of course, the parents is the greatest influence between that age of, uh, what they say, 2 and and 10 or something like that, 2010. And then after that, then that's when the friends and, and, and other outside family and stuff start becoming the influence. And now social media, because back in my day, we didn't have social media at 10, but now you getting social media at a baby, you know, like some of these parents, you, you growing your kids up with their own social media. So now by the time they 10, they think they hold celebrities out here. Cause your mama they had you on social media since she was two. Right. And see, yeah, so when I was young, we didn't, of course, social media wasn't out. All we had was books. 
And so I must have asked, the, I don't even remember asking the question about where the babies come from. I don't know what I asked. I must have asked my mom something. And she was, she froze. She didn't know what to do. And she ended up getting some uh, anatomy books and some things like that. And and I looked at the books, but I, would, I didn't get no explanation. She just gave me the books. And I was just, you know, looking at the anatomy stuff, but I, it didn't, it never sparked sexuality to me at all. It just, I saw the difference between a man and a woman. Now, my sons, when they were, uh, you know, a certain age, when they started to get older and stuff like that, I had to explain to them, you need to knock on my door because mommy, mommy is a girl. She's female. And there are certain, mommy is different from dad. And I kind of explained it to them, but it was like, okay, you need to knock on the door because, you know, because, you know, we don't want to just, you know, I was trying to teach them to have right. respect for women, you know, have right. them have respect, you know, you know, when they're babies, you know, you just hurry up and get them in, put them in the shower, whatever you need to do, you know, right. it doesn't make no difference. But, you know, there's, you know, sure. we just made it this. Yeah. But see, nobody told me that because my parents mm -hmm. weren't together. Mm hmm. I didn't have I didn't have that I didn't have that as a teaching. I think I must have heard it somewhere or I saw it and God allowed me just like the enemy will bring stupid stuff to you even more so God will bring godly stuff to you to help you in your journey. So, I mean, so we we got to stop acting like the devil is is king. He is not king. Jesus is still king. And and we've got to, those of us yeah. that can teach and train and we can do what we need to do. We need to be about that. We need to make sure that even in our men's meetings, we're talking about guys. Hey, let's make some determinations here. Let's guys, let's us, let us be um, examples of what of what God's faith, what faithfulness looks like. Let us be examples as much as we can be of what uh, godly um, maturation looks like or being mature. Um, but yeah, so we've got the internet, we've got those things, but still God is still greater. We can still talk over the internet. We can turn it off if we want to, but of course, you know, here's what we have. We have that as another guy and, and the kids can be looking at wonderful games and something can slide up there, a pornography or something like that can slide on that thing. And we have to be on guard and just be watchful. And I rest my mic on that. Prophet. Yes, sir. I've been trying to be quiet. <laughs> no, go ahead. Listen, go ahead. I have I've been enjoying listening to all of the points that you made. Uh, I, I want to suggest a few things. First thing that I want to suggest is uh, if the same God that told the son where to stay, how to burn, how not to burn me up on the earth uh, from the very beginning, uh, knew what he was doing, and it followed its orders still today. It's still following orders from the very day he said, let there be. I'm trying to figure out who gave permission to these chromosomes to make decisions. Uh, that <laughs> I'm, just trying to get, I'm trying to get an understanding because you, you put it out there. I, I want to know when did when did God give permission to make to allow chromosomes to make decisions. I'm just trying to get an understanding as to why we don't understand in order to, to be it, you have to see it. It is the exposure that we have been exposing and the lack of control that we have now issued in our, in our homes that, that causes our children at early ages to feel like they can make decisions when they can't even make decisions of their bedtime. What in the world have we come to because now we have our children parenting the parents?
I have to, I'm a behave, Pastor Charles. I'm, I'm behaving today, but I, I'm just trying to understand what, at what point did, uh, did God now relinquish control of chromosomes? Someone put in the chat over here, and I've been enjoying reading the chat so that, that Dwayne Wade has publicly stated that as a child, he was uh, wearing female clothes and, 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 uh, now, if that's the case, and I don't know, I'm just making the statement off of the statement that was made in the uh, chat. Most of us can agree that a lot of parents are not parenting their children. They're living their lives vicariously through their children. And so consequently, we have kids who have to deal with the sins and the desires of their parents because the parents won't raise them in the way that they should go, but they raise them in the way they wish they could have went. And we have a lot of kids out here having to deal with the damage of parents who thought that their parents were wrong and in uh, 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 unable to raise a child. They were incapable of raising children because they feel like they were messed up by their parents. I need you to understand that God never relinquished the control uh, and the authority that he had over your chromosomes, nor did he relinquish uh, your responsibility to train the child not to agree with a in mature decision. It would be crazy for me to say, well, you know, uh, the gun is in my house. I have guns. I'm a hunter uh, and I have children in my house. Uh, and because they are curious about guns, I'm going to give them the opportunity to play around and to experience my loaded gun. I'm going to experience my, let them experience. Now they kill themselves or kill somebody. And now, oh my God, we need to put a ban and a, 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 a law in place that protects. No, we don't need to put a law in place. You need to parent your children. Oh, Jesus. I mean, what about the adults though? What about the grown folks? Let's, I mean, come on now. Cause there's some grown folks that you, you 30 and stupid. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not I'm, uh, now, at a certain age, at a certain age of accountability, yes, I, 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 I go directly at your throat, at your jugular, because it makes no sense that you're still in the clubs and you're 45 years old, 50 years old, still trying to find a lover in the clubs. You, 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 you. At some point, there has to be a maturing, uh, and and what we used to call that, we used to call that retarded or regression. You, you're still in a place where you're mentally at a young age, thinking that you can remain there and it's okay I, I, I know that, that I'm not going to be liked and, and I'm not coming to be liked but I just need to say that there has to be a point where we don't expect our children to mature and we have immature parents well that's because the parent I think that sometimes we go through a thing called mental maturity that sometimes stops because you know most of the parents you know, and even grandparents, they still think they're 21. No shade, but you know, you're 45, baby. Sit your, I want to be 21. Sit down. Please. Wait a minute now. I'm going to need you to get off that 45 number. We're going to leave that alone. Oh, I'm sorry, Doc. Listen, I'm a thug. Don't, don't. I'm a thug on credit. Don't play with me. I love Jesus, but don't push it. 
But I'm just I, saying, I, I, I hope you ain't 45 still acting 21. Like, come on. Your no, kid's no. 21. You can't. I have a 22-year-old. See? So, see? Here's what, I, here's what I'm saying, though. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Um, we are, we are <laughs> complaining about the generation, but you can't complain about what you raised. Right. You cannot complain about what you are culpable for. You are the the um now now if you if you're not paying attention, if you're not paying attention, you're gonna be beguiled. But if you're paying attention, you're gonna realize that that Disney in all of their their uh cartoons and all of their there is an underlying tone of of adult content. If you if you uh look at this new uh uh one this new cartoon they have out Turning red. red. Oh, oh my god. That that has it, mm. in the cartoon the girl changes and starts giving boys rides for money. Man. Which means, ladies and gentlemen, we have without our without our supervision, what we've done is we've become so caught up in trying to make money and trying to to keep up with the Joneses. We've literally lost the supervision of our children, and now our children have access to whatever they want under the guise of, well, it's innocent. Nobody's thinking like that. The devil is a liar. And look, what they did was, Pastor Jacob, and then what they did was they tried to hide it behind Oh, we want to show a little culture. We're trying to be culture. You know what I'm saying? Because get they show. Oh my God, you boy. But we've we've give what you are refusing to monitor in your home. You give permission to in your child. And I want to suggest, and I and, and understand. I, I'm I'm thankful unto God, um, but I I really I really have to suggest that it is a lack of fatherhood because fathers give identity. So if if Dwayne Wade's son, if his daughter, uh, fathers give identity. If we are not there in the homes to give identity, we now give permission to for them to find their identity in their feelings and their emotions, which are immature. And it it leads to them doing immature actions and opening doors that are extremely hard to close. That sex door is an extremely hard door to close. Because whenever you start dealing with what you like and what you want, this is why Jesus says, if you're going to come after me, the first thing you got to do is you got to take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. So I can I can be scriptural, but let's be natural and practical. Whatever your child be, is is allowed to see is what your child will be. Their media will shape their identity and their their environment. Thank you. Pastor Anthony. I ain't heard you all day. I can't hear you. I see your mic off mute. Yeah, turn your mic up, sir. Turn your mic up. Can we can we put uh Pastor Anthony? Can we put him in the monitors? That's what y'all be saying, right? That's what y'all be saying. We all be in full fit. Turn me up in the monitors. 
<laughs> All right, how's that? Yeah, there you go, Doc. Okay, we good yeah, now? Man. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to come um, after that sound man. I was going to come after him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what DJ is? No, I, I, I've been quiet in this conversation because I'm going to talk to Um, so it's been said, and, and I believe it, it's a hundred percent true. It's the one thing that right now I don't think is getting enough, uh, conversation in this, on this topic. Uh, I've been in a couple of weeks this morning. This is all I'm going to talk about. Um, and it's the exposure piece. It's the fact that, you know, what we allow our children to see is what helps to shape their life experience and their understanding. Um, the environments we allow them in, the, the, the social media outlets we allow them to participate in, the conversations that get had with them and around them shape how they see the world, shape their experience. Uh, my 12-year-old apparently recently told my wife, because she just told me about it in the truck, um, that she said she has anxiety. Oh, 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 I get tased. So, that, that, you know, that, that's, a, that's a perfect example of exposure in the environment you're in, shape how you view the world. I have conversations with my 12 year old basically every day. No, not basically. Exactly every day. Pastor Anthony, we, we can't hear you, sir. How's that? Is that better? Yeah. Okay. I have conversations every day um, with my kids about um, what happens during the school day and the kind of experiences they're having, the conversations that are happening with the other kids, with what the kids are saying, the fact that there are some kids there that feel like they are um, in the wrong bodies or having all kinds of relationships and such. And then I've got to have these follow-up conversations after the fact to say, hey, what, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Let's talk about it. So that you're not going to around and hey, went back out again, man of God. You happen to be busy day at work. No, I'm at the house and I'm walking around outside doing stuff and that's the problem. Oh, but, uh, is that better? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, I'm, I'm having these conversations consistently about the experiences they're having in school and, and the individuals they're around or what they're talking about. And again, the environments they're in and what they're getting exposed to by these kids is shaping how they view life, right? So it's my responsibility as a parent to make sure I'm, I'm getting in front of these conversations and I'm having them. Like I said in the chat, if you're not having these conversations at home already, you can best believe they're having them at school without you. Right, right. Um, so you better be involved. You better be talking to your kids to make sure you know what they're dealing with and what they're hearing so you can shape it properly so you can help their understanding so that even if you don't necessarily want to have the convo, you need to have the convo. We right. have conversations about this issue of transgenderism and, and homosexuality. I never wanted to have this talk with my kids at 10 and 12. Are you kidding me? But I have to because it's happening at school. The, the other kids are talking about it. So we got to get in front of it. We have to make sure that they so understand. Do you believe, so do you believe, I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, but from the point that you are making, so do you believe that parents are more reactive than proactive when it comes to these topics? Absolutely. 
Okay. Because no parent necessarily wants to believe that this is necessary because for a lot of people as kids, they didn't have these conversations. This wasn't something that came up. Right. Especially not, not in sixth, fifth and sixth grade. Um, so, you know, we all live life based off, off of our experiences and we did not have to have these kinds of conversations when we were kids. So we don't think about it. Um, again, I just happen to talk to my kids a lot because my kids talk a lot. I don't run from the conversation. So I sit there, I put my stuff down and I listen so we can actually have dialogue. It made it very clear to me that I need to be having these conversations. So we have them. Um, yeah, we're definitely more reactive and proactive because again, cause here's the thing. You don't want to, you don't want to introduce it before they're ready. Yeah. But once they start hearing about it, you have to talk about it. You got to intervene, right? Yeah, you, you've got to be a part of the conversation. Otherwise, again, they're going to have the conversation with you or without, or without you. You better be a part of that thing. Um, I'm not going to speak specifically on the, the, the Wade issue simply because <sighs> I don't think it does any good. You know, I've said that in rooms before. Proximity matters if you're going to hold somebody accountable and have a conversation about them. Um, I'm all for having the conversation about the topic at large, the bigger conversation, but about that particular issue. I'm, I'm not in proximity. I'm not in the community with them. Anything I say at any point has zero impact and effect on them. Otherwise, you know, for me, it just becomes gossip pretty quickly. Um, but on the overall conversation, again, kids get exposed to way too much, way too early nowadays. Um, and a lot of that I put on parents. Again, my oldest two are 10 and 12. They don't have cell phones because, quite frankly, they don't need cell phones. For what? Right. You'll see your your friends when you go to school tomorrow. You'll be okay. Thanks. When you're not there, you got other stuff you need to work on. You got homework to do. You got housework to do. You got responsibilities here you need to take care of as I'm trying to shape you as a functioning human because you ain't going to be in my house all the time. And you can disconnect from people. I just I have a certain disdain for social media, although I'm all over it. Don't get me wrong. But because of that, I've grown to have a certain dislike for it because I see how it messes with people. Right. You know, especially I've got old girls, man. Um, it's hard enough to be a young woman in the society as it is. Um, you start adding the perfect pictures you get across social media. Um, it just puts an extra pressure on developing young girls that they don't need. Um, so, no, I'm not that they don't have social media they don't have cell phones again and my reasoning is because they don't need it there's no need to have them connected bullying back in the day was once you left school you got you were safe at home now with social media outlets and such bullying can continue 24 hours a day i don't want to expose my kids to stuff like that so but that's my two cents on the topic i'll shut up you are so smart pastor anthony bishop you are i'm telling you i love listening to you talk and reading your reading your notes because i'm telling you makes so much sense god bless you appreciate you sir hello y'all pick oh. up the baby oh and i did borrow your uh your sermon uh your sermon uh uh title uh, i did borrow it for easter thank you so much you're a wonderful man to <laughs> But that's that's the funny thing about being exposed. I think the the process is most of us would have never seen some of the stuff that we had seen had we not been exposed to it, especially through our eye gates. You know, um, 
back in, in <laughs> as a prophet would say, back in my day, um, pornography was not readily available on your phone. It was in books. It was magazines. in magazines. Yeah, magazines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you know, and so some of the kids whose parents were doing it, they would kind of slip some pictures or slip, slip the book in there in in the classroom. And oh, I got this special book. Meet me in the bathroom at a set, you know, between periods, you know. And then you see it like, oh Lord, I don't need to see that. Let me get out of here. And I was uh, the holy boy, you know. So um, I would run away from that. And so, you better not tell. I mean, what was that, what was I going to tell them? I saw naked women in the bathroom. That was not, that was not the thing. And so, but what I did, listen, but what I did see was enough to get my curiosity. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't some whole big, whatever. I saw enough though, that gave me some curiosity and that's all that you need to, to start to explore. And, and, and we have to really be honest with ourselves and, and say that, hey, some of the stuff we learned and we saw when we heard and we experienced, we did it because we wanted to experience it. Our body called for it. And, you know, and we have to make some decisions along the way. But, yeah, talk to your kids. So, uh, Prophet, yeah, you don't have kids yet. But, yeah, what you're hearing, some of the stuff from us, if you apply it, Hopefully, you could have a, a wonderful, some wonderful uh, people of society in in your in, coming from you. I mean, and some people don't want to have kids at all because of what they see uh, exactly. children doing. You know, and they're like, I don't want to, I don't want no kids. If I got to go, no. If God ha- blesses you to have a child coming from your loins and going, you know, for to be able to have a child born, then that means He's giving you responsibility and He's trusting you with the life of this child. So. You know, and I can't say that I'm perfect by note. Please know that I am not. I am not the perfect person on that. I got the two, I had my two boys. And some of the things they learned and they heard and, you know, they treat me like I'm a dummy most of the time. Now, oh, dad, please don't do that. Oh, dad, please don't say that. Or dad, please don't like that that comment. Go back and unlike it. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff that I got to hear now, you know? I mean, make me feel all old and stuff. But I will say the things that I have experienced, I've experienced through, you know, from, from, through eyesight, through my eye gates, um, through, even through some things later on through social media. Some of the stuff that, Lord, I didn't see, I'm like, Lord Jesus, you mean to tell me that happens? People can, how do you get in that position? I mean, all, <laughs> all this crazy stuff, you know, I'm telling you, it's out there, but we have to uh, allow ourselves to be able to be open, especially when it comes to children. You know, I appreciate hearing what Pastor Anthony said concerning how he treats his daughters and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that is something that I know he has to make an effort to do, and and that's what we have to do, and not let everything else raise our kids. We got to do the best we can. Yeah, and I, and I think that's where it's at. He's got the baby, Lord Jesus. He got the baby, y'all. Monty B, he got the baby now, Lord. My God. My God. Again. See, even <laughs> my daughter is concerned. Yeah, yeah, I know I got the baby now, so. But yeah, Pastor Charles, I'm agreeing with you, but because I'm still actively listening, even though, you know, I got her. I can still, I learned how to, you know, do it now. I'm learning the ropes because it's probably going to be like a daily thing. So I'm learning the ropes now. But that's why I say I'm reprogramming so I can learn now. You know, when people start getting off at 1045, that's when we can start, you know, shifting to final remarks and question of the day and stuff like that. Because honestly, I think, 
you know, it comes with the the title of the room. Like I said, I actually did not plan this conversation or, you know, this incident or, you know, having this. It was just a good caveat to slip in because, you know, it happened. I really, you know, want to continue the conversation that we had even last week just about maturity. You know, even us as adults, you know, and how we raise our kids and how we act and stuff like that. Even with me, sometimes I play a lot, but then to certain people, I have to let them know, hey, even though I'm playing with you and all this other stuff, don't get too familiar. You know what I'm saying? I even have to post that, you know, and tell some adults. Oftentimes, we even let our kids get too familiar with who we are, you know what I'm saying, as adults or as parents or just as humans, you know what I'm saying? No, you got to remind them that I'm still your parent. I even heard Pastor Lewis say that one time, like, he has to remind himself, like, hey, I'm still, you know what I'm saying, the parent, you know what I'm saying? It's okay for moments where we can, you know, play and all this other stuff, but there's never moments where, you know, we we should be so comfortable with our kids or even other people where we don't act mature and show a level of maturity and especially us as christians because for us to be christians some of us be so immature and i'm like in my head god did they just stop growing spiritually or mentally at 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 32 at 72 because sometimes that's what i be seeing and hearing from god yeah they start their spirit maturity they it, it halted it stopped at a certain level and it should never be like that your spiritual maturity your spiritual and mental growth and maturity and all that should always still be evolving but we kind of hold it at one thing so now a lot of people you still trying to act you know what i'm saying your shoe size you still trying to act like you still that 32 32 or whatever you was you know what i'm saying back in the day when it ain't back in the day it's a whole new time and you got to continue to act your age and not you know your shoe size you got to be mature like come on now you can't hang out with everybody you can't do everything like even with acting your age it's like pastor charles say all the time or like we said in this room you just got to know your grace man you really just got to know your grace you know what i'm saying me as a young man 28 i understand the grace of still not being 30 yet i understand the grace of still not having kids i understand the grace that i walk in but still being um held responsible held accountable because i'm not a child you know what i'm saying and i think sometimes we forget it yeah you're an adult bless you yeah you're an adult but you still have a level of responsibility that comes with your age you have a level of responsibility that comes with your lifestyle and who you are i think sometimes we forget that i think sometimes we just think oh because i'm older i'm oldest or because i did 10 years in this and 10 years did that 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 makes me more mature no 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 i don't think that's equal and that's why we have so many young kids who think since they can google things and since they smart and know things that guess what they can tell you you know more about them and they self and all this other stuff which is why some of these kids getting stuck up in these horoscopes and tarot cards and zodiacs but i'll talk about that another day i think i'm gonna wait till friday because i want to know what is really up with so many people being obsessed with their zodiac signs like come on like your zodiac sign does not define you it don't define me like granted yeah it's good in it i understand it give you a lot of identity and stuff like that but guess what every morning i pray god created me a clean heart and renew me and renewing me a right spirit so guess what whatever that zodiac said i was bless you bless you whatever that zodiac said i was i have the ability to redefine it why because god created me a new creature man it's just yeah it's 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 a lot and i don't see why you know it, but i understand it is what it is but no i'm gonna go ahead and 
close the room with final remarks. Go ahead and PTR, guys. See where you guys are on the stage. See where you guys are on the stage. I want to shout out to everybody in the listening lounge. It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. So expect a blessing from me. Today is Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday, yeah. It's Tuesday, and I do $20 Tuesdays because I, I want to stay blessed, and I love giving. In addition to me having, you know, uh, my uh, a profit that I sow into every month and my tithes that I pay every month to my church, I also just like being there, giving and blessing people. So we do something called $20 Tuesday where I bless somebody. So since um, I'm going to bless April, send me your cash up. It's the month of April, my birthday in April. Yeah, April, do Oh, so, sorry, somebody was trying to call me. Hey, but do me a favor. Send me your um your cash up. Send me your cash up. Normally, I put them in the bios, but yeah, I didn't put it in the bio. So, okay, just go ahead and back channel me. But yeah, I got I got a little baby. I got Luciana here with me. So I'm finna go ahead and wrap it up with final remarks. PTR, two of you guys are on the stage, and we're going to end the room with the question of the day. Question of the day is. Hold on, it's in my notebook. Oh, um, um, question of the day is, oh yeah, so I was supposed to ask this yesterday. I'm gonna go with the one from yesterday. I was supposed to ask this yesterday because yesterday ended tax season, technically. It was the tax deadline, right, Pastor Anthony? Yesterday, it, it was the end of the tax thing, right? It was the end of the tax deadline. So, I wanna know, what y'all plan on doing with y'all tax money? I know this is kind of a little ghetto question, but, you know, if you was getting some tax money, even if you're not, what would you do with it? Say, for example, you got about, you know, a good $5,000 back from the government. What would you do with that money in this season? PTRC, you guys are on the stage, and we're going to go in that order. So I'm with Julie, Pastor Charles, Pastor Lewis, Pastor Anthony, Monty B, and then yes. Do-do-do-do-do. That's all you, Julie. Hey, I got you. Hi, Pleasant. Good morning. Sorry about that. I had the Pleasant Charles is cool with this little laugh. Um, but a pleasant good morning to all. But um for my tax, I put it on my business account and I and I zelled my daughter two thousand dollars for herself. And that was it. Nothing, it just there on the account. That's what's up. That's what's up. I understand. Just have it sitting there, building that money. Yeah, I just blessed my daughter with two thousand. Okay. That's what's up. Praise God. Praise God. I remember when my mom used to give me some of her tax money. Lord have mercy. I get grown and they don't want to give you nothing no more. Ain't that oh, funny? Yeah. Ain't that so funny how y'all parents be acting? Man, Pastor Charles, why y'all be doing that? Hey, you know, my, thank God for Julie. You said what, Julie? She's 18 and she's and she in college, so she all the way down in Indiana. Oh, so I'm man. not there. I'm not there to treat her as I she's should. Still yeah. So what I do is I just send her month her, her monthly allowances every month. That's all. Okay. Okay. That pass. That pass. I'm just saying. I'm almost thirty, and I be calling my mama. Can I get some allowance? Like, come on. What's wrong with you? You gonna always be the mama. Just send me some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after I think certain this, time. yeah, after yeah. Certain time, no more money for you. See, uh, uh-uh. uh, I don't believe in that rule. That's one thing, man. Look, I'm, I'm gonna change that rule when it comes to parenting. Mm. Well, good luck to that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, I train her to take care of her money. Other than that, and then, you know, I have the tie. I have to go tie my ties. So that's, you know, even in practice, I still tie too. Right. Well, all right. Appreciate you, Julie. You sound like you're over there having a busy day. It's busy. Uh, I have a, it's every day is busy. Oh, I'm helped. I'm helped. Well, listen, I pray you have a decent lunch. We're going to go ahead and wrap up. Thank you so much for always being on here. Listen, I found me a nice little outfit for my bag that y'all going to see soon on Instagram. So, y'all watch out. Watch out. Ow. I'm going to walk out dapper. I'm telling you, I'm going to be so handsome, man. Ow. Yeah. But thank you so much, Julie. I appreciate you. Pastor Charles, I'm throwing it over to you. Because I'm sure your cutoff limit for, for money was what? When the grandkids was born or at 25? What what, what you said? Because Lord. You know, I don't believe you to cut off money with your kids. First of all, first of all, Lord. First of all, it was a great room. Glad to be able to have a have a part of the dialogue. And like I said, I'm the, I'm the nice, easy guy that's going to be kind about it all. But I appreciate uh, what I heard today. I'm telling you, these the, the men of God and women of God on here are amazing. Um, um, as far as uh, tax money, first of all, I get the least amount. Me and my wife, we get the least amount now because we don't have our children at all as um, as tax credits anymore. They have their own. And so I do their taxes for them and they're getting all the big money now. And they don't even give me anything. And I feel so sad. They don't give me anything for doing the taxes for them. They don't give me nothing. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, as far as giving my kids, I give them all the time. I do it all year round. I'm always blessed on helping them with something. And so that is absolutely the norm. So I don't wait to tax time to do it. But again, I didn't, we and my wife, we didn't get much of anything hardly from taxes and us being blessed not to have to pay. It's already a blessing. So that little bit of money we had, it was, it's probably already spent on bills now because it went into the account. I saw it uh, the other day and I was like, Lord, I need that money for to pay the light bill. Praise the Lord. <laughs> got a little gas bill too. Even got a bass bill too. Telephone. Listen. And so I was like, whatever we do. But if I were getting thousands, if I were getting what we were, we made sure we either paid something off or we went on ahead and splurged on something for the house or something like that. So I'm looking now to try to figure out how I can get my wood floors in my house uh, downstairs. So I'm working on that now. So you pray with me that the Lord might find favor, that I might find favor in his sight to be able to do so. Uh, but yeah, um, tax money, you know, it, it is what it is. If you can pay off something, that's what I normally would do now is I'd put half of it away in savings. And the other half I would use to probably pay a bill off or something like that, pay off something. Anyway, I'm just trying to stay smart on that anyway it's a wonderful day i pray that the lord would just overshadow you all with this hour and with his glory today in jesus mighty name have a wonderful day everybody god bless you thank you so much pastor charles thank you hey yeah i said thank you all right i'm gonna throw it over to pastor lewis pastor lewis it's on you Pastor Lewis, you there? All right, I'm going to throw it over to Pastor Anthony. Pastor Anthony, it's all you. Final remarks. You know, let, me just, let me land and say 14, this. Um, sure. Um, good room as usual. Interesting conversation. Um, there's a lot of pieces of this puzzle. My bottom line is parents need to be parents. 
and stop allowing everything and stop allowing the, the pressures of society to make you be okay with crap that you're not okay with. And let me say this, because I'm, I'm also listening to another room right now when this got brought up. Let me add this to the conversation. Just because we did some crap when we were younger that was stupid doesn't mean all of a sudden we shouldn't realize it was dumb and then allow our children to do the same. Mm. All right. We know better now. We realize what we did was dumb, was dangerous, was not good for us. We ought not let our kids walk in the same silly path we did. God watched over us. We got the responsibility to watch over our kids. So I'll say that too. As far as tax money goes, our standard process is to uh, drop it into the um, family savings account. My wife and I have one just to set aside stuff. Um, And we use it for whatever little emergency. It helps build our emergency stash, basically. Um, As a tax professional, I strategically develop my tax position every single year. So I'll never owe because this isn't how, not how I've designed it. Um, But uh, that's what we do with it every single year. It goes in the emergency stash. So as things come up throughout the year, you know, we've got rental property in the house we live in, whatever. As things in life happen, we always have something to draw from. Um, and it's ever increasing. So that's what we do. But anyway, y'all have a great day. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Listen, I'm going to throw it over to Monty B. Uh, and then I'm going to throw it over to Jacob Yasmin. And then um, Doc down there. Um, Monty B, it's on you. Final remarks on the room, the whole conversation, everything that we discussed, as well as question of the day if you was to get some tax money back you know what i'm saying what you doing with it what you doing with it? i don't get tax money back i don't remember now one time i got money back from the taxes i mean from the government except for a stimulus but yeah if you were to get some money back from government for some tax money what would you do with it so um this room i mean i know i was in and out but definitely a good conversation conversation that needed to be had um tax money i'm getting some tax money back i have two little cheering um but i'm paying off the rest of what needs to be paid off i literally don't have um much debt accumulated in my name so i'm going to be paying off the rest of my debt and whatever is left over most likely i will be getting something for my children because i can't go out and not buy them something that's just how it goes so that's all folks that's what's up money thank you so much thank you so much i was coming in money listen i don't know but i'm telling you a lot like i said i be getting some feedback i'm telling that's why i need to plug this a lot more because people love hearing your voice hearing your opinion hearing your personality you probably even need to start doing your own rooms and own conversations or do a little podcast i know we do like three hours but I mean, if you just have, you know, a little 30 minute conversation, 30 minute hour room, you know what I'm saying about real talk, that it probably will be dope. Cause I get a lot uh, of feedback. On I didn't try rooms on here. They scared to come in my room. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it'd be the same four, four people. Everybody else scared. They come in there. I bring everybody up and they be skirting out. I'm like, all right. <laughs> See, no, we gonna have a real transparent conversation in my room. Pray for me, cause I'd be scared. Yeah, I'd be scared. Cause it's like, it depends on what the topic is, and I'm Pastor like, oh, Charles. Lord, he, I can't get into this now. No, Pastor Charles, he peeked in my room a couple times. <laughs> I peeked in that room, and dude said they were going on. I said, "Oop, leave, leave quietly." Do yeah. this. See you in a minute. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I don't have the capacity right now to do that. No, I don't. I don't. But Pastor Charles, that's our generation. That's why. 
I like having those conversations because then they have to see the God in some people. You know what I'm saying? It be hard, but yeah. Hey, bless you, mama. Bless you. My God, you got the baby again. Yeah, this one to be my. I told Jesus, you, this touch that, that baby. This one to be the a baby, big compensation for me. While I'm at home the working baby, on graphics and websites and handling business, guess what? I'm going to also be sitting. I got a whole flyer logo done yesterday while babysitting her and knocked out some calls. So, yeah. Don't you neglect that child. I know. All she do is sit here and eat <laughs> and swing in this little rocker. That's it. Touch the baby, Lord. Touch the baby. Hey. hey she just The big one and the little baby. one. She's such a happy one. But, yeah, while I'm over here working, she be sitting here just watching me work. Listening to y'all or watching this TV, to you, I'm telling you, Gracie's corner be having me lit. Like, why they, man, money. I'm talking about why they in here telling us some do the nay nay. Do I said what? Look, oh, all oh, I know God. is my daughter. Her vocabulary is like it's is definitely exceptional, and Gracie's corner helps to shape some of that as far as the learning that goes on on there. So I allow her to listen to um definitely the alphabets because they do um i mean they do the bigger words but i don't mind if my two-year-old can catch on to it then we gonna do it yeah i'll be here start them early i'm telling you it should be the trap beat for me that i think like what is really going on here that's what makes it manageable for me (laughs) i'm able to actually listen to it and it not get under my skin and on my nerves yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> what? What? You see, you see the TV come on? Yeah, she get excited when the TV come on for some reason, and she see Gracie Corner pop on. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. baby. To be picking and whatnot. Let me put your little sock back on that you kicked off. And she teasing. Don't yell at my friend. Don't yell at my friend. <laughs> Let me throw it on Pastor Jacob. Pastor Jacob is on you, sir. Final remarks and question of the day, bro. Um, all I'm gonna say is, Monty, yeah, you you're 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 definitely blunt because God rolled you that way. I love that story. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh I I'm thankful to have this conversation. Uh this is a conversation that is definitely needed to be had. Uh and I, I hope you know, again, you know, as you said earlier in the conversation, that you might not never bring me back on stage again because <laughs> I, I, I'm that, that controversial brother that you you love to hate. Uh, but no, I I, I really am. Uh, I, I really feel that we we have to go back to the standard, uh, and we we need to raise the standard again or re-raise the standard uh, that God does not make. As a matter of fact, if God makes a mistake, then there's fallacy in him and everything that was created by him needs to disappear and will disappear. Uh, So before God makes a mistake, the world will have to reverse itself. Uh, And so I I, I, I want to suggest um, that if we get to a place where our kids are no longer our peers, but they remain our kids, and we put them in a position where they can be children and not make decisions that are above their pay grade, uh, we'll always lend to the understanding that our children, while they may have an issue or two, 
they'll have an issue but know how to handle the issue because they'll go to the God that controls every issue. Um, thank you so much again for uh, for allowing me to speak and for for tax money. I'm always going to get tax money back because I got four kids. And uh, with those four kids, two of them in college, yeah, I'm going to get something back at, at the end of the year and we give God praise. Uh, but uh, what we do with it is we take care of uh, bills in my house. We take care of things that we need to take care of and go possibly go on a little bit of a, of a vacation, uh, take the kids to do something they've never done before. So uh, that's our testimony. Thanks again, Prophet. Uh, and I promise I won't cut up when I come in any, any longer. I'll be <laughs> no, you good. You good. Listen, um, my old, um, Rashani used to say, um, it's sanctified foolishness. That's what we call it. We call that sanctified foolishness where you can come, come in and cut up just a little bit. Cause I tell people all the time, if you met me in real life, oh, I'm always coming up and you're going to know I believe God and walk with power too. Because guess what? That's just how God rolled me. <laughs> I mean, cause it's eight o'clock, but you're, I'm just a goofy. They come always cutting up and I'm definitely going to give you a word. So trust me. I appreciate you, man. I definitely appreciate you. Um, who's next? I'm going to throw it down at the ass. Guys, it's on you. Hi. Um, this Hi. is a great room, as always. Great Hi. conversation. I think everybody made great points. Um, my tax money, I actually got my tax money last last month. Stop putting your hand on my mouth, girl. I actually got my ta tax money last month. So I just, Hi. that just went towards my baby and me moving because I moved to Clarksville, Tennessee. So, yeah. But thank you for the room, as always. Blessings to everyone. No problem, no problem. Listen, <laughs> shameless plug, I have a special connection to that city. Yeah, I, know. I used to live in Clarksville. I was a military kid, right? So I used to live in Clarksville, Tennessee, and I went to Rossview um, High School. Um, so yeah, my brother went to Rossview Middle. I went to Rossview High School. I didn't graduate from Rossview High School because we ended up traveling again. But yeah, I know all about that area. I used to go to the Austin P basketball games. All that. I used to go on the Riverside, River Walk, Riverfront, whatever. Yeah, our church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah our church down there um, was called Family of Faith. Um, I believe Bishop um, at I wish my mom was still in the room. Um, Anthony Alfred, yeah. Cause that's where I began to literally walk in my prophetic office in Clarksville, Tennessee. I had an experience like never before in Clarksville, Tennessee. And I began to walk in the office of a prophet and God began to use me in an incredible way. And it started all in Clarksville. So I have a special connection to that place. So yeah, shout out to you. Shout out to you. Uh, all right. I'm going to throw, here I come. I'm sorry. I'm getting off. All right. I'm going to throw it over to Dr. Coles first. Doc, I mean, last but not least. Not first, <laughs> last but not least, and then we're gonna go ahead and close out. Dr. Coz, it's on you. Final remarks and question of the day, sir. Yeah, I just want to say, as uh, far as taxes, first of all, uh, I don't get taxes because the type of work I do, as much work as I do, I end up paying out, but it pans out. Uh, and I do want to say, man, I'm gonna pray for each and every one of you, uh, Prophet. These topics you guys have been having have just been awesome, but I will say, We've got to take back our responsibility of training up our children uh, and be more counseled than we are just confident uh, so that they have a balance 
uh, advisory in their lives because really our children need us because society is trying to take our place. Uh, and so thank you again. Bless all of you. Uh, may God prosper you even the more. And I look forward to talking with you guys some more. And uh, Manny, I, I'm I'm being talked to about doing some room, but I'm gonna follow y'all a little while longer just to see what's what's even doable in these things. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Listen, I definitely believe Clubhouse has changed a lot. But one thing I tell people all the time, when Clubhouse first started, I didn't start doing rooms because I realized that that wasn't, it was my, it was the grace of my life, but I had to learn people. And I seen something, I used to pray, you know what I'm saying, about this app and all this other stuff. And I seen something that I called myself trying to avoid and all this other stuff with hosting rooms because, you know, it gives you another platform. It gives you another cycle of people discovering you, not knowing your past and trying to figure out your past and all this other stuff trying to, you know what I'm saying, understand you. And me, I just wanted to avoid, you know what I'm saying, just people because my ministry was already solidified. But then God says, guess what? I'm calling you to another assignment. And you know what I'm saying? It came with starting rooms and from there, even doing a whole podcast. And it has been a blessing because so many people um, listen to the podcast, listen to the replays and are inspired by each and every one of you guys and your individual perspectives. So I definitely appreciate you guys. And thank you guys so much just for coming in the room and pouring, you know what I'm saying? And I really appreciate it. It gives me those old, old clubhouse vibes where some people, you know what I'm saying, don't have to always come in and talk, but we can sit in the room and just listen and learn. And I tell people all the time, me, I'm a preacher too, I'm a prophet too. I definitely got a word in my mouth for anybody who wants it. But at the end of the day, I also like to sit down and learn from the people, bless you, bless you, in front of me and around me. And my way of learning is by asking questions because I'm gonna also read, but I'm gonna also ask questions to understand how I can better understand what's going on. So I definitely appreciate you guys for coming in the room as always. Listen, I'm finna go ahead and um in the room, but I'm gonna ask Pastor Charles if he can to pray us out so we can just dismiss. Pastor Charles. Suppose suppose I don't want to pray today. Suppose I just don't feel like it. Well, I didn't feel like getting started in this room today, but guess what? <laughs> no, I couldn't find the mic quick enough. I was actually <laughs> in the, on the other side. Anyway, let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for what you've done and what you've um, allowed us, Lord, to be able to hear today. Oh, God, we just pray in the name of Jesus, and Lord, that... Um, everything that was done and said affects great good in the people that heard it. We pray that, that you would just be glorified and be magnified and that the devil would be terrified as a result of us, Lord, living the life, Lord Jesus Christ, that you want us to live. And Lord, as we leave this moment, we never leave your presence. Let your grace, your love, your peace, your joy in the Holy Ghost, let it be with us. Let it be in us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, Pastor Charles, I thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I love you. Listen, y'all, I'm finna turn this gracious corner up so we can rock y'all. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. I hope y'all have a blessed day. We finna count down to 50. 55. Oh, are we on the wrong number? 46. Yeah, I hit this trap beat. Gracie be getting it. Mind you, I can't stand you. You got me addicted to this Gracie trap music. Like, Lord have mercy. You talk about raising kids. This is what we raising our kids to. This is why they come out twerking. Lord have mercy. I'm finna change it to some Christian music. We finna watch Visit Tales. She finna listen to some Hill song. Listen, we finna end this room, and I'll see y'all tomorrow at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in three, 
two, one. Bye.